Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. Y'all. <laughs> so it's so awkward. So it's really not awkward. That's the word that I shouldn't have used. So this is the first episode. You're like, hi, this is our awkward podcast. <laughs> this is our awkward podcast. No, this is our first episode that me and Crystal decided to like record via video so we can see each other chat (laughs) so we can see each other because some of these reactions are going to be probably priceless or whatever so welcome to our halloween special (laughs) yeah we're so So excited i know i'm super stoked so this episode is going to be so different (laughs) there's a ghost behind you (laughs) there is a ghost behind me (laughs) she has a white cat and it just like popped up on the couch behind her (laughs) like a giant white cat he's like huge that was very fitting for this episode it was was. all right so i was thinking since we're doing like this super special halloween like kind of longer episode than normal we should we should probably just like get into it instead of like having a bunch of small talk before oh yeah no absolutely so I just kind of wanted to brief everybody like what's gonna happen so we decided to do something different because you know we love Halloween and um so this segment isn't gonna be like a one-off case that we have been doing in all of our podcasts so this segment's gonna be um the first half of the segment is actually going to be just me and I'm going to give a few little little tiny stories um a couple little um true crime slash paranormal type stories and uh we'll just see if you've heard any of them I'm sure some of anybody that's into this stuff is going to hear almost 100% accurate (laughs) this stuff so um I'm going to go into them these are just some of my favorite ones that I had to kind of dwindle down because there's so many out there yes is that a word is dwindle a word that sounds, sounds like a dwight that sounds like a dwight word from the office i mean dwight's really smart he's so smart dwindle. Um, i think it's a word yeah we're going with it we're going with it whittle diddle diddle do I don't know (laughs) so I I kind of like broke down some of my favorite ones that I've that I knew about and um that I wanted to go through and then the other half of our segment let me let me tell you about the other half let me let me yeah I was gonna say Crystal's gonna tell you about that so I planned on doing the same sort of thing I already had a story in mind that's kind of like the like a spooky paranormal type story and I was like oh I definitely want to do this one um one of my besties has been wanting me to do this for a while so I was like I'm definitely doing that and I was like so I'll do that one and then maybe I'll do a couple more like little tiny ones because this one's not big well that's not what's happening at all because I'm ridiculous when it comes to like researching I get super super into it and it takes forever hours and hours and hours and after doing the research for this one supposedly small one that I was going to do I have 12 pages of notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm just gonna do this one big one that I thought was gonna be a small one. <laughs> it's funny because I have I have like a, a few little tiny little um stories or whatever and it uh sorry. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Is oh, it like a I've... is it a motorcycle or something outside? 
twas the night before Halloween. Oh. <laughs> Actually, okay. <laughs> I live in like redneck USA right now um, with these. We've got teenagers out. It's the night before Halloween, you know. Man, so. I hate it when those teenager bikers get out. <laughs> well, I guess it's not even the night before. It's technically it's two not before. Sorry. <laughs> But we're releasing on Halloween, so to to all the listeners, twas Halloween. (laughs) Twas Halloween, except um, today it's not, because we're recording two days in advance. (laughs) You're ruining the illusion. (laughs) Anyways, back to what I was saying. These um, little stories that I'm going to talk about, um, I actually had like a ton more pages, but I had to eliminate some of them. (laughs) It's hard to like to dwindle it down, as you said, because... There's so much info and you don't want to leave anything out. So we're, yeah, I know. So we're going to get into it. Uh, I do want to say this is the second time that we've decided to record later at night. Yes. So we may be slightly delirious. Yes. So my kids (laughs) are in bed and my husband just went to bed. Okay. My kid's not in bed. (laughs) I was like, what are you looking at? What? Is the ghost back? What's going on? Oh. Do we oh, need- yeah. That's what it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was a police hey guys, chase? Where do you hey live? Guys, my 11-year-old just came downstairs to, to inform me that the, the sound that you guys were hearing was um, a police chase going on in our small little 10-minute town. <laughs> nice. That's fun. That'll be all over the news tomorrow. Thanks for the update, sweetie. Go to bed. No. Bye. <laughs> Love, Bye. You. Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, he's in the second story, so yeah. he's probably peeking out the window watching it. Probably. <laughs> um, popcorn up there. All right. Yeah. So my husband actually just went to bed. So if you hear him get up with his moaning and groaning, I hear him angrily he, stomping through the house in his sleep. He, does. he doesn't mean to. Like he's just like groggy his face is all like barely open like his eyes are barely open his face is all like scrunched up every time he wakes up after he had been asleep and he nice. like stomps vigorously oh. <laughs> it's horrible what does that mean yeah okay anyway. i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready okay i'm ready for Sorry. spooky i get i get all rambly she's delirious it's fine <laughs> okay so i'm gonna go ahead and start off all right let's do it Okay, so here is my first story. Um, I am going to talk about the uh, Villisca Axe Murder House in Villisca, Iowa. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky. So (laughs) this house, uh, I'm sure several of you guys know about this story because right now it's actually still a well-known tourist attraction. Um, So for like all the ghost hunters and horror lovers and all that stuff, they go and actually stay at this place next vacation spot y'all whoop, whoop. <laughs> so um we're gonna go ahead and start off why this is such a tourist attraction so this was actually based in 1912 okay so like it, a hot minute ago yeah like a, a hot hot minute ago <laughs> so um this house was actually the site of an unsolved so put that out there it's unsolved um, an unsolved gruesome murder. So, in 1912, the Moore family, which consisted of parents Josiah, who was 43, 
Sarah, who is 39, and their four children, Herman, 11, Mary Catherine, 10, Arthur, 7, and Paul Vernon, 5. Okay. So the youngest was five years old. Um, they were like a super well-liked family in their community, um, just like any family back in 1912. Like, like super normal family back then. Super normal manners, you know, all that good stuff. So um, on June 9th, Mary, the 10-year-old daughter, had invited her two friends, Ina and Lena Stillinger, to spend the night at their house. Okay. So um, that evening, the girls and the Moore family had attended church just like they regularly do. No big deal. Um, and on this particular night, they participated in the Children's Day program. Okay. Which went on for a few hours and then... After it ended, it was about 9.30 at night. So um, they walked home. That's too late. Yeah, they walked for church. For for (laughs) anything. I'm in bed, yo. I was like, what? (laughs) Except for right now because we're doing this late. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we are doing this late. Um, But it ended at 9.30 and they walked back to the Moore house where absolutely too late for walking in the dark listen it's 1912 you gotta walk that's what that's what you did right I wouldn't make it back then I know man (laughs) there's I'm just gonna have to spend the night (laughs) I'm just gonna have to spend the night in the church and then walk home in the morning (laughs) I mean you you saved there girl (laughs) right so they uh they walked back to the house um which put them back at home between 9:45 and 10. So it was like a 15 to 20 minute walk. Okay, not too bad. Um, Still a little much for that late. 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm like 80 years old. It's like 9:30. It's not that late. I'm like that's 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 too too much for that late. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much for my old bones. <laughs> I've had I've had dinner like 4 hours ago. No. But <laughs> did not i ate so um, no i'm just i'm talking about okay, like so, at 9 30 at night i'm 80 i'm like okay i had dinner like forever ago it's way past my bedtime well let's be honest you really did have dinner forever ago. i really did i really actually am 80 thanks <laughs> you're welcome so um so they went to bed you know like any normal family would do at 10 o'clock at night they got ready for bed they went to bed oh so they made it home fine they got home yeah, they made it home. Nothing, okay. nothing I thought them. something was going to happen on the way home, the way you like hyped it up. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'm um, like in like horror movie f- mode in my head. So I'm yeah, like, <laughs> you're definitely not the girl standing. Okay. <laughs> the, the final girl? You're not the final girl. Like yes, I, I am because I'm sleeping in the church. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> You didn't leave the church like a dumbass. I missed the entire movie and slept through it. <laughs> so, okay, they get home. <laughs> so they made it home. So um, the next morning at like seven o'clock in the morning, uh, Mary Peckham, who was the Moore's neighbor. It's a lot of Mary's up, in this story. <laughs> no. I know. Was up um, doing her normal, regular morning chores, you know, back then 
you had to go out feed your animals milk the take cows, care of the gather yeah eggs. take care of the property and all that stuff i'm just well, assuming um, they live on a farm <laughs> i'm sure they did yeah, yeah. That's Iowa. so um it's now june 10th right so uh the neighbor started getting super concerned though because she noticed that the family hadn't come outside to do their morning chores which was unlike them. They always know. came outside and did their chores. They always met, you know, had a, had a nice little chat in the morning, maybe even uh, helped each other with some, some stuff, you know, normal neighborly things. Um, my neighbors wouldn't give two fucks. I was like, at so I'm I your, you I, I'm your neighbor because I don't talk to my neighbors. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Like my neighbors would be like, oh, okay hey what's up <laughs> there's that weird girl outside again <laughs> why she had at 7 a.m we all know she don't get out of bed till eight <laughs> don't know <laughs> okay so she didn't see them that's weird she didn't see them so she got concerned so they're dead. No, I'm just she she walked up to <laughs> that's the door. not funny by the way <laughs> she walked up to the door and knocked on the moore's door but nobody answered it and this time like which is super weird to me. She tried to open the door and realized it was locked. I'm sorry, but my neighbors, if they come and knock on my door and I don't answer, they ain't trying to open my door. <laughs> That's breaking and entering, girl. <laughs> That's breaking and entering. And we don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, so she, she tried a to open the door. Concerned neighbor. Concerned neighbor. Tried to open the door, discovered it was locked. So then Peckham went ahead and let the, the Moore's chickens out. Oh, that was nice of her. I'll, I'll go ahead and just start some of their chores. Maybe they're sleeping in. Maybe maybe one of them's sick. You know, got the tuberculosis. I don't know. <laughs> got that consumption. <laughs> got that consumption. So um, she then went and called out to Ross Moore, which was Josiah's brother. Josiah's the dad, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. And like, like Mary, the neighbor, um, he didn't receive a response either when he knocked on the door. But he also decided he was going to shout for them. So he sh shouted and shouted and, and, uh, nobody answered. Mm -hmm. So he went and got his key because he had a copy of the front door key. Okay. So he got into the house and while Peckham stood on the porch, Ross went into the parlor and opened the guest bedroom. And this is where he found, Ina and Lena Stillinger's bodies on the bed. They didn't even live there. They were just spending the night. Yep. The two girls were just spending the night. That's so sad. I know. It is. It's very sad. So, of course, more immediately. That's also why my kids don't spend the night anywhere. <laughs> Not right? because I don't trust the people. Because you don't know who's going to break into somebody's house and oh murder everybody. I'm like, I'm like seriously the same way. It's. But also my kids don't want to spend the night anywhere either. So. So every once in a while, like I'll, I can't say the same. So my oldest wants to stay the night at his best friend Ethan's all the time. And Ethan stays the night here and stuff like, but we live a block away. Ethan literally lives right next door to our parents. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you're like triangulating everybody's location. <laughs> I know I'm triangulating. They live right next door to our parents. Um, Aiden has his own phone. So like when he's over there. I, you can ask him too. I'm constantly checking up on him because I'm that way. That's exactly what I think. 
it's a weird thing way of thinking but I'm the same way I'm like oh great my kids at home do they lock their windows they better lock their windows they better lock their doors also it doesn't even matter they could do everything right and some crazy psycho could just like bust through a window and do whatever but also like I said it's not just that my kids are like homebodies and don't ever want to leave the house well (laughs) my kids are the same way too but like I said like Aiden will will definitely want to stay the night at his friend's house but it's it's always just the one friend like he only goes to Ethan's um okay so the poor girls for the night are dead in the parlor yes so the two two girls are are dead in the guest bedroom not the parlor oh the guest bedroom Um, yeah so of course Moore had immediately ran outside he told Peckham to call Henry Horton which was the primary um peace officer in their little town Okay, and I was like, he, he was like, call Henry Horton. He sounds important. Call Henry Horton. <laughs> who? Horton who? Oh my Horton, God. Horton hears a who. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Whoa. <laughs> sorry. Um, so he arrives shortly after and Horton starts searching the house. So Moore and Peckham are, you know, outside of the house. They're not, they don't want to walk in and see anything they don't want to see. So Horton goes in, searches the house and reveals that the entire Moore family and the two Stillinger girls had all been killed. They had all been bludgeoned to death. That's so sad. So the murder weapon was actually an axe. And um, this axe belonged to Josiah. And okay. the axe was actually found in the guest bedroom where the Stillinger girls were found. So they even left the murder weapon. So clearly that means those two were the last ones to get killed. Yes. So that's what I was going to go into. So doctors um, that had come and reviewed the bodies because, you know, then it was doctors. It wasn't. um, Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I just like space what they're called. So Um, anyway, like the. um, Shit. (laughs) See, see, it's not just me. It's fine. Oh my God. Okay. Corner. Corner. Yes. Corner. Thank you. (laughs) I was like, what is the word? So the doctors, um, they came in and they concluded that the murders had to have taken place between midnight and five in the morning. That's pretty, that's a a big window. Yeah. It's a big window. It's a big window. But back then you can't really, they couldn't determine. They don't have all the forensics back then. They they didn't have the stuff we got now. So two cigarette butts were found in the attic, which was then which suggested with, with DNA all over them, but they couldn't test it. <laughs> but they couldn't test it. <laughs> um, but uh, they were found in the attic, which suggested that the killer or killers, because nobody knows how many. Oh no! Um, they they hid in the attic for a while. Were patiently awaiting in the attic until everyone was asleep. Yeah, what? I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, not only do we ask you to lock your windows lock your doors bite it off um you know all of the the little don't hitchhike all that stuff now you have to check every single thing in your house your closets your attic (laughs) every night before bed (laughs) now you make make sure that you make a sweep through your attic if you've got a cellar definitely check down there but not by yourself (laughs) but but not by yourself Oh, geez. So, okay. um, and that's so the, unsolved. Nobody knows what happened. So the killer and the kill or the killers or whatever 
then would have had to have started in the master bedroom where Josiah and Sarah laid sleeping. And so here's the really sad thing, Josiah, which makes me believe that this was more directed towards him, but Josiah had received more blows from the ax than any other victim. He pissed somebody off. So his face, oh no, trigger warning. warning. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) His face had been cut to such an extent that his eyes were actually missing. Oh no. Yeah. So then. He's not like that. um, so the killer, yeah, I know. So the killer used <laughs> the blade of the axe on him. Oh, uh, like, okay. Like they, they used the blade part of the axe on Josiah. Okay. But they used the blunt end of the axe what? on the rest of the victims. Uh, which no. the rest of the victims included all four of all the more children. Kids, the wife and then the, the wife two. And the two girls. That's so sad. I know. And so they were all bludgeoned in the head in the same manner as their parents, like the kids were. Um, Just not with the axe. And yeah. And so after they were murdered, though, um, it seemed like the way that investigators saw was that the murderer had to have returned back to the master bedroom to inflict even more blows on the parents because they had knocked over a shoe that had filled up with blood. And, and the way that it was turned was that it had happened, they had already killed him, the shoe was filled up, and they went and killed the others, and when they came back in, they knocked it inward they, towards. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like so that. So, they went back for more. So, um. He, like, well, really made somebody mad. Something. So, then. Or else somebody was just, like, really crazy really fucking crazy so then they moved downstairs to finish off the last two which were the two guests also that's weird that these two guests were having a sleepover but staying like in a completely different room than everybody else yeah that's really weird but you know you just don't know right right so the investigators on the scene believe that all the victims except for lena stillinger had been asleep when they were murdered Oh no, she woke up. They thought she was awake and tried fighting back because she was the only one that was found lying crosswise on the bed. She also had a defensive wound on her arm. And here's the really disturbing thing. (laughs) Um, Her nightgown was pushed up to her waist. She wasn't wearing undergarments and showed signs that she was sexually molested or or had attempted to do so. Well, that is just awful. Here's my problem with that. Well, not with that in particular. I have tons of problems with that. My problem with everybody else being asleep when it happens is... How do you not wake up to that? Would the wife not wake up if her husband's getting, like, viciously bludgeoned with this axe? Unless the killer would have, like, immediately killed him with a blow to the head and then immediately before the wife had time to even scream killed her too that's true and then just like went to town on him that's terrible okay yeah it's it's disturbing so that was the murder um that's what happened in the house so the house was purchased in 1994 oh and then it was so it was restored to its like 1912 condition they they kept a lot of the historic um part of the house and they converted converted it into like a tourist destination Mm mm-hmm so it costs $428 a night to stay at this old haunted home. 
and oh. visitors that have gone have actually reported like strange paranormal experiences like some of them have said that they've seen visions of a man with an axe roaming the halls and okay. some of them have said that they've even heard like faint screams of children oh that's terrible can i say that for 400 and what 428 dollars a night okay for 428 dollars a night i better see some paranormal shit <laughs> i know right and also so, uh, why would the ghost be there of the murderer he didn't die there maybe he was just drawn back to the place because it was so horrific i guess who like such a tragedy happened that he was he was back like brought back to the house after he died or maybe they were like the ones that were killed were showing what happened or maybe it was josiah and he picked his axe up and was looking for who did this to him and his family yeah who knows who knows so in november of 2014 Mm-hmm. The haunting took a darker turn, though. So Robert Stephen Larson Jr., who was 37 years old, visiting from Rylander, Wisconsin, was on a regular recreational paranormal visit with friends um, when something crazy happened. Okay. So his companions that he was with actually found him stabbed in the chest. Apparently, this was a self-inflicted wound. Oh. Um, they called 911. Larson was brought to a nearby hospital before he was, like, helicoptered to a medical center there in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And the, the uh, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said that Larson suffered the self-inflicted injury at about 1245 in the morning, which was around the same time the 1912 axe murders in the house began. Oh, so, so do, do they think he was possessed by a ghost that made him stab himself? Right. So Larson actually recovered from his injuries, but he has never spoken publicly about what occurred that day. Oh, so shit. Martha Lynn, who is the one that purchased the house back in like 1994, mm-hmm. um, she said the incident was like super upsetting because uh, she went on and in an interview stating that it was publicity, but it's not the kind of publicity you want to have about your home. Right. Because I don't want people thinking that when they come to um, the Velisca axe murder house, something's going to happen. She's like, I don't want you to, do- I don't want you to think when you come to the murder house, you're going to get murder. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want you to think that when they, when you come here, you're going to do something like that to yourself. So the house still does remain open for tours, visits, and overnight stays. Um, that was the only documented self-inflicted type injury. So okay. nothing, nothing's actually happened since then, but it clearly traumatized several people. Yeah. <laughs> spook, spook. So, so that is the very first story that, um, I love um that's the end of it I will say when I went and visited visited uh Nebraska like a year and a half ago we we stayed on the um like literally on the outskirts it was in between Nebraska and Iowa Mm -hmm. and we visited this little like bar and grill for dinner me and Dallas we went together it was um like a getaway weekend yeah we were supposed to go to an air show and stuff then but it we didn't end up going so um we uh we went to this little bar and grill and this guy that worked as the bartender there um he was a really neat guy like he was super cool 
late he was a neato no he was a neat guy <laughs> he, was, he was a neat guy no no after I said that I was like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard <laughs> I was like what is she saying <laughs> you're real swell no um, he, he oh was like, he was a really cool guy um like he was he told us some of the the stuff like the haunted places over in Iowa and Nebraska and stuff. And, and this one, um, was actually something that was brought up. And I remember reading about this like years and years and years ago, but I didn't get down like deep down in the depths about it. And, um, I remember talking to him about it and he had stated that a couple of his buddies and him actually went and stayed in one of the rooms. Um, cause they wanted to check it out too. They were like, super into this stuff too mm-hmm. and sadly though they had said that they didn't have any experiences or anything but it was just creepy enough like the yeah the way it was portrayed it was creepy enough so it, it was super interesting and it made me really want to go and visit sometime so that's on my next to-do list <laughs> if I ever make my way that way which I totally should since our brother lives in Iowa <laughs> hey <laughs> hey hey so that's the story of that. <laughs> okay. All right. Spooky, spooky. Spooky, spooky. Which, what you got next? I'm I just like, it. I'm just like eagerly it. waiting. <laughs> I know. So here's a couple of the, of smaller, um, stories. So the limp mansion in St. Louis, um, it's actually known to be one of the most haunted places in America due to its super tragic history. Okay. Um, I will say I have passed by this, um, myself, like it's, it's still up. It's still something that people can like drive by and, and actually go there. In fact, this place was made into a restaurant and inn, and it holds a bunch of events. So on Sunday night, the inn hosts like a murder mystery dinner there, which I've always wanted to go. Um, it's really fun. Yeah, it's really not that far away from me. And in fact, it's actually probably about the same amount of drive as it is for me as it would be for you. It's like halfway in between where we're at. Oh, I was like, that seems really far from me. <laughs> it, it, it's like a five hour drive for both of us. Okay. But um, it's it's super cool. So um, so what you're saying is meet me there tomorrow. <laughs> meet me there to- well, Sunday they host the murder mystery dinner. So I mean, like. Well, I mean, technically when we put this out it's going to be saturday because halloween I mean, so then t- it'll be tomorrow you are unemployed so apparently i'll be paying for that no, I'm just that's kidding. what i was thinking i'm like <laughs> so you're paying for the trip yay <laughs> got it no okay so um here is the tragic history on this so this is a 33 room home okay it was built in the 1860s Okay. Um, it was it was built by William Limp, who was a successful brewery brewery. <laughs> Remember we brewery. talked about this. <laughs> brewery. <laughs> he was a successful brewery owner. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that word. <laughs> he act. This is so sad though. So like. Oh gosh. He, he ended up killing himself in 1904. Oh, you were a successful brewery. I. He was, but he killed himself after his youngest of his four sons frederick died oh that's so sad but also you had three other sons that needed you i know i know and a wife because oh yeah her too (laughs) he left his wife and then um a few years later his wife also died of cancer 
in, in the same house. Okay. Then in 1922, William Limp Jr. Mm-hmm. shot himself in the same room William Sr. killed himself. Oh my gosh. If this is not tragic enough oh for one place in 1949, the um, Charles Limp uh william's third son mm-hmm. so that would mean yeah charles the, the Lent, third son, the third born son yeah the third born son um he shot his dog in the basement <gasps> of the home and then the, kill, killed himself in his room i'm sorry the dog hurt me more is that wrong <laughs> <laughs> well i mean okay <laughs> so that same why okay. okay something past, is past. clearly going on in this house if everybody is killing themselves in it and this is what's crazy so it's like this the most one of the most haunted places in america it makes me think of amityville horror that's house. what i was just gonna say i'm like ron Reynolds is possessed right now i know it just makes me think of that but um so the same year the house was actually sold so that was 1949 it was sold and it was transformed into a boarding house okay which this is where reports of the hauntings started be- to begin. So according to... Well, yeah, because like a bunch of people have died in there. Right? So according to um, Destination America, which was a big, um, like, tour type um, business... Was that on that- like... Okay, go on. I was going to say, was that on like Travel Channel? But no, we're like, I wait. Think, I, think, I think they actually did put it on Travel Channel. Um, they like they went out and did interviews, stayed in some of these homes, videotaped a lot of the occurrences, like things like that. Well, mm-hmm. we'll videotape trying to get occurrences, you know. Okay. Um, so according to the Destination America, witnesses had it, it had been experiencing burning sensations. Oh, no, and, thank you. And the slamming of doors. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, I know, right? First of all, what does that mean, burning sensations? Like, you're burning Like, today? something's burning you. Like, you're just standing there and something's just, like, burning the shit out of you for no like, reason. I'm going to tell you, absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, today, now, the Lent Mansion, like I said, it's a restaurant in an end. It holds events. They have murder mystery dinners. Um there hasn't been very, I mean, there still continues to be witnesses that report like slamming door instances, but there's not been anything more than that. There hasn't been anything okay. recorded. So the, like, so the of, ghosts of, like murder mystery night. I'm guessing, man. Just keep doing it then. First They're all, down. Times it's going to, it's going to end up like, like clue where. Oh gosh. <laughs> something happens and ain't nobody know <laughs> maybe we shouldn't go then because that would be the one time <laughs> i know we, our luck would be somebody ends up getting murdered and it's probably going to be you because you're definitely not the last girl standing. <laughs> i'm sleeping in the church damn it <laughs> uh, i'm absolutely not the final girl fine <laughs> so that is the story um of the limp mansion that's located in st louis yeah i would love to like visit these places i know i want to i do i want to i want to for sure so um let's just roll right into the third one keep rolling rolling rolling. so my my husband just walked through the room so if anybody hears him did he walk or stomp 
<laughs> Whichever. Okay, so this one was actually based on Halloween. So Halloween Ooh. story. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. Halloween. Everybody okay. make a scene. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> So on on Halloween in 1974, I know it. Okay, I feel like I know this one. This is one of the ones that I was thinking about telling. I feel like eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien. Yes, ma'am. Okay, this is so so freaking sad. This is extremely sad. It's a very quick story, though. I, I'm not going to go into major details about it. It's pretty to the point. So that's this why is I can't literally really where the like urban legend type thing comes from for Halloween and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm gonna let you tell it. Yes, it is. So, um, I'll just give you guys a hint. So, um, basically, you know how like growing up you're, well, it, growing up after 1974, <laughs> it was like growing up for us. Definitely. This happened growing up for us. Um, your parents would take your candy and check it. Yes, before you and before it, you eat any of your candy after trick or treating, you're allowed to touch any of your candy, which I do it for my kids. Oh yeah, absolutely. Them. They get real mad because huh. the whole time we're trick or treating, I'm like, "Do not touch a piece." Yes, do not touch a piece. I'm the same way. No, you're not allowed to eat that. And they're like, "Oh, please, just one." And I'm like, "No, you can no. get home and I go through it." And they think it's just because I'm stealing all the good stuff, but I'm not. I'm not just stealing the good stuff. See, my kids used to think that, but now that they're a little older, I have told them I'm checking it to make sure that nobody's like. Poisoned you <laughs> or like put yes. razor blades in your so candy parents, or parents today still check their kids' candy to make sure it's not tampered with because you know today you hear horror stories of people putting razor blades or um needles or right. whatever in their candy. Well, on Halloween in 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien returned to his Houston home from a long night of trick-or-treating. So he was just mining his own beeswax, going out, trick-or-treating, no big deal. And then he got home and was, and he asked his father, Ronald, dad, can I have one, one more piece of candy before I go to bed? Please, pretty please. You know, and of course, like most parents will be like, yeah, let me check your candy. Here you go. This guy gave him one last piece of candy. It was a pixie stick. It was like a big, like one of the big giant, like king size pixie sticks. Pixie sticks, yeah. Not like your regular, like little paper pixie stick. It was like the big ones with the like plastic tube. It was one of the plastic tube pixie sticks, which of course Timothy opened up. If I'm sorry, (laughs) if your kids like one more piece of candy, please, why would you give them the most giant (laughs) sugar, straight up sugar piece of candy? Right. So this guy. He gave him this giant ass fucking plastic pixie stick and was like, here, Timothy, eat it up. So, of course, any kid, he's eight years old. He's like, okay, cool. Opens it up, downs it. But within moments, he started vomiting. And so the um, ambulance was called and he died on the way to the hospital. Super eight years fast. old and he died. Terrible, um, terrible death. Died from vomiting. Convulsing, mm-hmm. horrible, painful death. Horrible, painful death. So poor, after, poor little Timothy. RIP, dude. After being interviewed, um, Ronald kept changing his story. He changed it multiple times. Police then found out that Ronald was absolutely responsible for his son's death. He had poisoned the candy with cyanide. Cyanide. 
So cyanide. So Ronald was in like a crap ton of debt and he had been planning apparently how to get rid of his kid because he had taken out a life insurance policy on his children. Yes. Um, so he had two kids. Yes. He actually was like a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Nowadays right. that amount, it was like, that would be like half a million dollars nowadays. Yeah, it was a lot of money and he just didn't know what to do. And and he knew, well, he's got a life insurance policy on his kids. So he had two kiddos, a boy and a girl. Yeah, he's just going to get rid of one of them. So um, sadly, Timothy was the easiest target. So do you actually know? So when I planned on telling the story, I actually found out he actually planned on poisoning both of them. He did. But the little girl wasn't there. She was there. She just hadn't eaten her pixie stick yet. So he was actually taking. No, I thought she had gone to bed, though, is what I was saying. Well, she'd gone to bed, but they. So he took Timothy, Timothy's sister, and two other children that were their friends, all trick or treating together. Robert, the dad, did. Took them all together. They get to this house. Yes they are yeah they get to this house they knock on the door the lights are out nobody answers the kids are like oh no like nobody's home let's go to the next house well dad stays behind and he's like oh i think i heard somebody inside y'all go ahead to the next house and then he meets back up with them and it was like oh it turns out somebody was home and they they had a little bit of candy left so they gave us these and he presented them each that's with, right with pixie sticks all of them well, no, and I knew he did, but I thought that the girl, like what I had read was the girl gone to bed and didn't eat anything. She wasn't even up when he, d- he poisoned his kid. So he just, the kid just actually brought, ha- Timothy actually happened to be the only one that ate it. He had laced all of the pixie sticks with cyanide. Even, even the two, even the two kids, the that, kids weren't that weren't his, because Which that would make so it crazy because he was literally, he only had life insurance out for his own exactly but that made it look less suspicious for him if these other unrelated kids also died these this fool so this fool to end it off a year later he was found guilty of the murder because he went to trial mm-hmm. um and he was given the death penalty by lethal injection yes sir he was so this motherfucker <laughs> mother who decided to kill his own children over money. I can't even imagine. You know, my kids drive me nuts sometimes, what, but I can never. What, what this person, like, what kind of person has to be like, oh, I need, I'm so in debt, I need money. Guess I'll kill my kids. Like, what, that's, that's not, that. there's no words. Yes, it's just time to go. That's just not. So, Yeah. So that is that story. That's literally why everybody check your freaking kids because you know, check the pixie sticks, they were stapled shut because he had opened them to put the cyanide in. There yeah, was like- I know. And that's what I was saying was like, he was, he was an easy target because he was eight years old. He wasn't paying attention to any of it being tampered with. He just opened it up and ate it. So, you know what? Cause I've heard this story before on a different podcast and you know what I heard. So after the, the police found out that there was the cyanide in it and he was clearly poisoned. They're like trying to figure out where the house came from and they're trying to track down all the other kids that had the pixie sticks to make sure they didn't because they're still out there with their pixie sticks. Mm. And so it was like the big plastic ones and it was just stapled shut. And so it like had clearly been opened and stapled shut. 
so they knew the sister wasn't going to eat it because she like, like she was there at the hospital with them and all that stuff they get a hold of one of the boys and like he like was in bed and hadn't ate it and like the parents like got it and gave it to the cops and all that whatever it takes them a while to get a hold of the other person's parents when they do the parents like go through all the candy or freak it out looking for this pixie stick can't find it go upstairs and find that this boy is in his bed and he's fallen asleep with the pixie stick in his hand because he had been trying to open it and couldn't it because it was stapled oh my god can you freaking imagine like that is, ugh, that is like crazy terrifying like he was so close somebody was with him that yes day. absolutely somebody was with him for sure so um that so that was the story of that one it's it's crazy but this is exactly why parents should absolutely check their candy yes, i'm a check. freak about it like i check i don't just check candy though like i literally check anything before my kids fucking have it oh yeah like if it even looks slightly tampered tear well anything, i'm like, just I'm, throw I it have, away <laughs> i have said so many times that i'm like this big helicopter mom so yeah. like when you read like the the stories of I won't even buy for instance you know those like pocket applesauce pouches right you know talking about? oh yeah 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 they kind of look like knockoff Capri Suns but it's applesauce yeah and the, and same with Capri Suns or whatever like when the news stories kept coming out like that they were coming back with like mold and stuff in it and you couldn't see it you know Gross. I, I I could never freaking buy it well, then they made those Capri Suns that had a clear bottom so that you could see it. So you can see inside, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll buy my kids Capri Suns now. But I got to the point where, like, when I bought Capri Suns, I would literally cut the top open and ruin the whole concept of a Capri Sun and pour it in a cup. <laughs> right? They're like, because... but I want to use the tiny straw. And you're like, here. And you put the tiny straw in the cup. <laughs> yeah, or how about, <laughs> yes. Or how about the time when... um. I don't know if you read that news. Or also, like, kids are terrible with, like, small kids are terrible with Capri Suns because you hand it to them, them and they immediately, them. they immediately squeeze it and it just, like, goes shooting out of the straw. Like, Oh, I could never buy them for Carlo. <laughs> I could never buy them for my daughter. Yeah. Okay. So, um, did, did you another thing that, that oh, another thing that um, I thought about is, like, you remember when the bananas were being laced with, like, uh, the blood or whatever do you know what I'm talking no about? what the hell are you even oh saying to me God, right now that article so, bananas being blazed with the blood being laced with the blood with the um blood that ha that was like hiv positive and stuff. are you trying to make it to where i can never even grocery shop again like, what are you doing? <laughs> i am that's why i'm a helicopter mom what's <laughs> happening everybody close your ears don't listen to this earmuffs first of all people no. are fucked up <laughs> people are fucked up crystal they're fucked up don't teach me about the world right now i can't handle it okay. <laughs> we'll just go on to the next story go to the next story this one's super short it's super short um it's just interesting in fact it, it kind of makes me want to call our brother michael um so the dakota which is an apartment building in new york city he probably knows it but i don't he probably does. I haven't even <laughs> asked him about it. Um, this has actually been a home to many rich and famous residents uh, since it's been opened back up in since 1884. Okay. So it had been closed and it was reopened. John Lennon. When and did UFO they reopen it? Do you know? Huh? Do you know when they reopened it? In 1884. 
they reopened it in 1884? It's been a home to many rich and famous residents since it opened back up in 1884. I'm sorry. I can't, my, my brain doesn't process like before 1900. <laughs> so. It's been, re- it's been uh, renovated and everything, yeah. obviously. But um, so John Lennon and Yoko Ono actually moved into the building. Are you in saying 1984? No, bruh. 1884. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, it was many, renovated and John Lennon lived there. I'm like in 1884. <laughs> many, many, many years later. Okay. <laughs> um, John Lennon and Yoko Ono moved into the building in 1973. Okay. So John was actually also assassinated outside the structure of this building on December 8th, 1980. Mm-hmm. So before his death, John had gone on to an interview and had said that he saw what was called a crying lady ghost that, oh, no. roamed, that roamed the halls of the Dakota apartment building. Okay. Um, she, he, she was found to be crying. Uh, he could hear it. He could. He was she found her. to be crying? <laughs> huh? Nothing. I said, was she found to be crying? They like found her and was like, she's crying. No, <laughs> I'm saying like I'm describing what he had said. Yes, I, I got gotcha. you. I'm just being silly. <laughs> so then, after John died, Yoko, who had still lived in the building, mm-hmm. she said that. Um, she actually witnessed John's ghost sitting at his piano. No, thank you. Yoko said that John had told her, don't be afraid. I'm still with you. I'd be like, so, I'm afraid because you're a ghost. So when I read that, I was just like, you know, here's my thing. For one, if my... Oh, that was a long pause. <laughs> I, well, I'm sorry. I my dog was like right there by me for a second. Um, (laughs) He gave me that like little puppy doll guy. Um, So for one, if John died and Yoko still lived in the building, that's super creepy to me. He was assassinated right outside the building. Why would you still be there? Wasn't there lots of conspiracies that she had like a part in his death or did I make that up? There was a lot of conspiracies. Yes, there was. Um, But I mean, we all kind of know what happened, right? I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not a Beatles well, person. I don't know. I'm sorry, Shannon. I'm, I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> She's obsessed. She loves them. She knows what I mean. So, yeah, that was a, that's a super short story, but it makes me want to ask Michael about the Dakota the apartment Dakota. complex. I'm going to be like, hey, have you? Have, have you ever been there? That? And also, have you seen John Lennon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey. Has have you has John Lennon told you not to worry that he's still there with you? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no. I don't care who you are, John Lennon. Don't talk to me. You're dead. <laughs> if <laughs> okay. <laughs> you get Anywho, this? The next story. There's so many um, stories. I love this. I'm going to get so cozy listening to you tell your stories that I'm going to forget that I have to tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, yours is going to be longer than mine. <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. So if you're a scary movie lover, Ooh, you, might actually, you might actually know about this one. Okay. So this story is about the Bell Witch. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Maybe that's very, very familiar, but I cannot oh, think of it. Come on, you've got to know what I'm talking about. I okay. You said the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. It's super familiar. It but in my head, all I can hear is Blair Witch, which is not what you're that's saying. Exactly what it is. Oh, okay, okay. It was based off the the Blair Witch Project. Oh, that's why yes, it sounded familiar. I'm clapping for you. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that because <laughs> just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just back up. <laughs> So you're smothering me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> okay, so so way back in the early 1800s, um, a man named John Bell moved his family to an area in Tennessee that was called Red River. We're back in the 1800s. So, so that doesn't exist in my head, but okay. It fucking is there. <laughs> Jesus, it's 1800s just, had to come before where we're at now. It's just so far back that it didn't happen. Like I can't, my brain can't process. Well, it was before you were procreated. So yeah, okay. um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with you. That apparently happened. Continue. <laughs> yeah, it happened. So um, he had moved them to an area in Tennessee. It was called Red River. It's mm -hmm. actually now known as Adams, Tennessee. Okay. So after they had settled in their new home, some peculiar, peculiar, nope. <laughs> some it's, a hard, peculiar, it's a hard word, some crazy ass things, started <laughs> crazy shit happened, y'all, <laughs> I give up, <laughs> I gave up on the word, I've been so, like, um, I've been grammaring you all day, by the way, <laughs> well, my thing was like, I was like, oh, that's a good word, I'm going to use this word because it sounds like smart, and then I'm like, I can't even say it. <laughs> a a Some crazy ass bitch ass things start happening. I hate it when bitch ass things happen. So the Bell family began hearing like some bizarre noises, which included dogs barking, which to me is not a bizarre noise. But no, okay. that's just a dog barking. <laughs> I mean, it's just a dog barking. But they, they started hearing like chains rattling. Yeah, that's rats. weird chewing and, nope and then a woman whispering okay so all the rest of that is weird noises <laughs> besides yes. the dogs yes so soon when i was like dogs barking it's not even some crazy ass weird ass noises like <laughs> come on man i hear a dog bark every day <laughs> but um soon that woman actually became known as the bell witch and many people believe that she was um, the ghost of a former neighbor of the Bells. Her name was Kate Bats. So why wouldn't she be the Bats Witch? I don't happen know, man. That's my <laughs> thought. <laughs> You're like, I didn't make this shit up. <laughs> Kate Bats. That's, That's kind of rude. Her. Like, how pissed would you be if you were like haunting people and shit, and well, you yeah, didn't even get credit? She she's probably whispering off in the side and being like, "This bitch she's ass like, called me the she's Bell like, Witch." She's like, "My fucking name is Bats. It's not Bell." <laughs> <laughs> so Bats and the Bells had a dispute over land. Okay. And so so she, she didn't even like the bells and she's she having to go buy their like exactly <laughs> So she didn't even like the bells. No and then wonder she haunted calling. everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be haunting everybody too. So she, they had a dispute over land. She had sworn vengeance on the bell family before she died. Mm -hmm. Later on, like after Kate had died, bell died from poisoning and mm -hmm. it was rumored to be the work of the bell witch which fuck yeah i'm sorry but i'm gonna sit there and poison you too if people keep calling me bell with my last name bats okay <laughs> that's not my name like 
Oh, that's yeah. rude. I'm a, I'm on the witch's side. So I don't know all of you fools out there, and I don't mean to call you fools like I call <laughs> my fools. Um, I call myself I, a fool. I'm loving you. Call you fools. <laughs> I love you, and I'm gonna call you fools. So all you um, all you guys out there that watch the Blair Witch Project, I don't know if you guys find it scary or not. I didn't find it scary. I absolutely did not like that movie at all. It was like, it was super so boring annoying. and stupid to me. First of all, I don't need somebody's face up in the camera and seeing snot bubbles blowing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that. That's not scary to me. That's gross. Take a tissue, <laughs> like, and blow like, your goddamn nose and handle. Blow your nose. Get up out. My handle face. your shit and get out of my face. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get it, get it together. Get I it don't together. like that. Well, so it's funny. Um, because me and my husband had like we were going, like how you say me and my husband now like everybody knows his name is Dallas just say me and Dallas okay that's fine I'll just start saying that because so everybody Dallas, knows you've said Dallas multiple times me and Dallas so, so Dallas um like we had gone through scary movies to watch you know for October yeah it's like well, you got to put the Blair Witch Project. And I was like, why? And he goes, because it's scary. I was like, get out of my house. Like, who are you? What? I was like, that is not scary. And I was like, so I looked at him and was like, so now you're going to tell me that I need to put paranormal or paranormal activity on there too, because it was so scary. He's like, it was. I was like, bless your heart. Well, same thing. I literally have nobody to watch scary movies with because Chris cannot watch them because he gets freaked out. This bag's. Yeah, he I'm went like, to tell me that the Paranormal Activities movie like freaked him out crazily. He went and watched it in the theater and it scared him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I watched it in the theater and was like, this shit is dumb. <laughs> Let me tell you what Chris told me is the scariest movie ever. Like he will, he swears on his life. This is the scariest movie. This movie scared the shit out of him. Like he will never watch again. Oh, never God, guess it. it. You will never guess it. I, I won't watched, guess it. I watched it once and I was like, well, this is, it's kind of dumb. So do you remember White Noise? Oh my God. It's literally about fucking TV fuzz. It's TV fuzz. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, oh my God. An antenna up to the TV and smack on the side of it. You're welcome. Like the movie's <laughs> over. It's good. You're good. Go to bed. <laughs> like, I'm I cannot. Telling- I'm telling you, but then again, this is your husband who likes Hannah Montana. I mean, he does. <laughs> it's his guilty. Place. Not in a creepy way. <laughs> no, like he doesn't like like Miley Cyrus. I mean, he likes watching the show. No, like he watched Hannah Montana like Hannah back Montana. in the day when we were all younger. <laughs> he he likes he liked watching Hannah Montana. And Anyways. now he's got my freaking daughter obsessed with it, and she, she she's watched all of it, and she like tries to talk to her friends about it, and they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Because like, it happened way before they were born. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, let's let's move along to my my next story. Move along. We got we got a lot of little stories. So this one's like a regular murder mystery turned ghost story. Nice. Yeah. So it's crazy. So in the early 1900s. Finally, I can relate. (laughs) In Weatherford, Oklahoma. Oh, I can't relate. I've never been to Oklahoma. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Kate, yes, you have. Oh, I mean, I've driven through it. I never I was gonna say you've been there. Um, Katie DeWitt James um, 
left her home with her new baby after she filed for divorce from her husband. Okay. So her original plan was she was going to move in with her cousin, but then her family who had heard that she was going to move in with her cousin, like never heard from her. You said this was 19. Like early 1900s. Okay. So like, I could be wrong because I'm not a history person, but I feel like back in the early 1900s, like separating and divorcing and like leaving your husband and all that stuff, that was like not a huge thing that people did. It was, it was not a huge thing. That was like pretty frowned upon, like. It was very frowned upon. So back in the early 1900s, when you separated from your husband, especially if you had children, so it's even worse when you have children. So she had a baby. Yeah. Um, you were shunned. Right. Like, there was a lot of shunning that happened back then. Um, you were found to be what they called you a whore. Um, oh, that you were, escalated quickly. Uh, it do- That's what they did. Right. Like, yeah, I know. Back then, like they, they treated you like you were an adulterer, like you were a horrible person. And it um, doesn't matter if you were like being abused or. Yeah. You owed you owed your, you made a vow to be with this man. Yeah, right. Marriage is a sacred vow and you must honor that vow the end. Which it's still a sacred vow, but it is, but I'm just saying saying like like, back then, like you were to do whatever your husband wanted you to do. And if you up and left him with a newborn baby, like that's a big deal. So So she's, she's never heard from, from the cousin that she's supposed to go to. No. So she had called like, she had gotten a hold of her cousin and and made arrangements to move in with her, like for her to leave this man. Mm-hmm. So um, she let this her, man. yeah, she had let her um, family know, like, hey, I'm moving in with my cousin. I'm getting like divorced or separating or whatever it was back then. Um, I have to get away from him. I'm taking the baby. I'll be there in this many days. Okay. So the family hadn't, hadn't heard from her since then. She didn't show up at the cousin's house. No good. So she just like disappeared. So after an investigation, it had turned out that she moved in with a local sex worker named Franny Norton. Okay. So she was last seen leaving her house to go and live with this Franny woman. And uh, she left her house with her. And with her child in a, in a carriage, because, you know, back then it was like the old time, like strollers. So why would, why would she say she's going to her cousin's house if she's planning on staying with Franny, the sex worker? So she didn't originally plan to stay with her. She had made friends with this woman, I guess. And the woman was like, oh, you don't have to go far. You can just move in with me. Okay. Well then call somebody. Right. So okay. you think that should have happened. So what happened was, um, so I don't trust Franny. Good. You shouldn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> good instincts. <laughs> you, might, you might just be the last girl standing. <laughs> you know, she was, she was last seen, um, leaving the house with Franny and her child in a carriage. Well, mm-hmm. Franny then returns later on with the child and the child was covered in blood. Oh no. That's Katie, never good. Yeah, but Katie was nowhere to be found. So Franny shows up at the cousin's house with the child? No, she just shows up back at home. At her? And oh. 
she shows up back at home with the child who is covered in blood. Now, granted, this woman is a sex worker. And back then, sex workers all kind of stayed in the same places. Okay. So, so kind of multiple, like a brothel type situation, possibly. Yes. So that's what I was about to say. So multiple people saw her come back. Like she had left with this new woman that had a carriage and a child. And then she returned a few hours later. and With a blood-soaked baby. baby. Got with it. With a blood-soaked baby and no woman. Not, not ideal. Okay. So of course, so of course, another sex worker was like, "Oh hell no, something's not right. I'm gonna get a hold of the authorities." Mm-hmm. So authorities were notified, and an investigation then started. They they started looking for um, Katie and questioning the sex worker. So Katie's body was later found along a nearby creek, and her head was cut off. Oh no. Yeah. So it was rumored that her ex-husband, who did not want her to leave, had killed her with Franny's help. Okay. But of course, Franny claimed she wasn't involved in her death. She she just had the baby. Yeah, but she had the baby. So um, on the day that um franny was supposed to be questioned by the police Mm -hmm. again she poisoned herself and killed herself (sighs) that bitch so don't be alarmed though katie's still around (laughs) oh okay good (laughs) she she allegedly appears as like a blue light floating around town Um, many people have reported seeing this light. Many people have reported hearing a woman looking for her baby. That's so sad. And the rolling sounds of the wheels. The carriage wheels. Yep. The carriage wheels, which I have no idea what, I was going to say, I have no idea what happened to the baby. I mean, I'm assuming the baby's okay, but like, I'm sure the baby probably went to the cousin or something like, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe the dad. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know because this is your story. <laughs> no. No, I, I was going to say, I, I didn't look into where the baby was at. I just looked into the woman. <laughs> just saying. So I am going to um, end my segment with one last story. Okay. So my last story that I picked, I don't know if you know this one, but um, do you know the story of Martha Moxley? Maybe. I like that alliteration, by the way, Martha Moxley. It sounds very familiar, but I don't know. Start telling me and I'll I'll let you know if I remember anything. Okay. So Martha Moxley was a 15-year-old American high school student um, that was from Greenwich, Connecticut. I want to say I kind of know what you're talking about. Okay. When you said 15-year-old girl, I was like, hmm. So this story was- was Was she killed on Halloween? She was. So that's okay. what I was going to say. So this story is actually based on um, a Halloween killing. Like this, this happened on Halloween. Okay. Um, technically it happened like the day before Halloween, but it happened on Halloween too. Yeah. So like I'll tell you. Okay. Anyways, so she left her home on October 30th, 1975 to attend a costume party. So she went to the, and I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing this, this family's last name, right? Skackle. Sounds good. Um, so she went to the Skackle family's home across the street, which was where the costume party was held. 
just so, across the street from her home. It was literally right across the street from her house. Okay. So Michael Skackle, who was, I also- would be like sitting on my front porch waiting for you to come home. Fuck, right. No, I'd be like following her over. She's 15. I, I know. Old. I would, I would sit on the front porch so you can't see me follow you. And then once you go in the house, I'd follow you and peep in the windows. I'll be a, I'm a window peeper all the way. <laughs> so only in this situation, like I'm not really a window peeper. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm a window peeper. <laughs> My name is Samantha and I'm a window peeper. <laughs> that came off like, I'm a window peeper all the way. Not in real life. <laughs> Let me oh make that God. clear. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the next person that's on like a sex offenders list. <laughs> We're like lock your windows because Samantha's peeping in them. <laughs> God. So Michael, Michael Skackle, who was also 15 at the time, was hosting this party. Um it even hosting he was hosting the party. Where's his parents? Well, I mean, back then they were the used were <laughs> were out and about and there was a house. Mike hasn't been any of you, the youths. <laughs> the youths. So um yeah, he was like how he had a bunch of friends over hoping that hosting this ha- Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And it mischief night. So the neighborhood youths. <laughs> I'm gonna say youths now instead of kids. Um, the neighborhood just, youths would from now on youths. Youths. No, the neighborhood kids um, back then, you know, they would ring bells, pull pranks like TPing houses. Um, Y'all, toilet paper is sacred nowadays. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Like, you'd be running out of that shit now. Okay. Um, it's like gold. <laughs> no, uh, like just the regular stuff that you see around. Mm-hmm. So nobody thought anything of anything. Well, the only reason which this is what a lot of Martha's friends had said. The only reason that she even attended was because she liked Thomas Skackle, which was Michael's brother. Okay. So um, Martha was last seen uh, falling together behind the fence. And what I mean by that is. I was like, what, what? (laughs) She was like flirting with Thomas and they were sitting down and they fell backwards behind the fence. Okay. Well, um, which eventually it was noted that they like had eventually kissed. This was near the pool in the Skackle family's backyard, which was like around 930 that evening. Okay. So it was a normal teenager. Just That sounds so pure. Them. Like they're all back there and they're like crushing on each other. They're like, oh, crushies. They got the crushies. And they like yes. laugh and they fall backwards and they kiss. Because- and then she's never seen again. <laughs> except she was seen again except oh, okay. she's not seen alive <laughs> oh that it's worse yeah so i'm just gonna go ahead and give a trigger warning so the next day moxley's body was found beneath a tree in her own family's backyard oh. so she had been had gone back home but was killed in her backyard so her she was, pants- she was in the backyard she was found in the backyard she was found in her family's backyard. Okay. So her pants and underwear were pulled down. No. However, there were no signs of actually being sexually assaulted. So somebody was just trying to act like that they did that? Like, why? Why would you? Yeah. So pieces of a broken six iron golf club were found near her body. Mm. And another piece was found to be in her neck. In her neck. In her neck. Okay. 
An autopsy had been done and it was indicated that she was both bludgeoned and even stabbed with the broken pieces of this club. And it was traced back to belonging to the Skackle home. You think? Yeah. So, of course, Thomas was the last person that had been seen with Martha right. on the night of the murder. They were falling and kissing, so. And he had a really weak alibi, which made him become the prime suspect. Can of I just this say murder. that it was a Halloween party? There's no alibis at a Halloween party. Everybody's just like everywhere. Well, like, and that's that's kind of why they said it was a weak alibi. Right. Like he provided this alibi, and they were like, "Oh, that's pretty weak." Um, that's really and he was like, "You're pretty weak." Sorry. Like he could have, it could have been something as simple as, "Oh yeah, we were seen like we were laughing outside, we kissed, and then she went home." Like that's a weak right. alibi. Yeah, it's a weak alibi, but that could have a hundred percent been what happened. And it could have happened. Yeah. So he was the prime suspect, but. His father had actually forbade him access to the school and like mental health records. Like there was there was no way for them to pull that stuff. So Kenneth Littleton was then hired, like who had not then, he had been hired and had just started working as a live-in tutor for the Skackle family, literally only hours before this murder. Oh, he also became a prime suspect. Yeah, that's not that's not a good look for him. He He just showed up. Yeah. But of course, no one was charged due to circumstantial evidence and no DNA found at this time. Mm -hmm. So over the next few years, both Thomas and Michael started changing their alibis like significantly. Both of them. During the night of the murder. Yeah. So um, Michael who was the other 15-year-old. Right. Um, claimed he had been <laughs> window peeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> was it's that like, his original claim or would he change his stories? <laughs> no, this was his original claim. So he had claimed that he had been window peeping. Oh, he gets, <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this just makes it worse. This is why I said, like, I'm really not a window peeper. It was a joke. Um, this guy claimed he had been window peeping and masturbating oh no samantha (laughs) in a tree beside the moxley property from 11 30 to 12 30 who was he peeping on so he was he went across the street to her house to do this yes and here's my thing you masturbated for an hour what (laughs) what the hell said between 11 30 to 12 30 you really masturbated that long no he's a 15 year old boy he did not He's trying to make it sound good. It was between, uh, what did you say? Well, you said 11 it was, what? It was between 11.30 and 11.31. Yes. Two former students from Elaine. Also, that's the best you could think of for an alibi? That was I, his <laughs> alibi. Like, first of all, why are you telling anybody that you're window peeping? If, if you were innocent. Also, that's illegal. <laughs> if you were innocent and that was your actual alibi, you wouldn't tell people that. <laughs> you would but think of something also, else. Like, like, that's also super illegal. So why the fuck are you telling them that? You would literally be like, oh, no, I was in the party. And <laughs> also, why didn't he get arrested for window peeping and masturbating in somebody else's yard? Like, dude, that's nasty. 
That's not okay. <laughs> they were probably like, look, you're embarrassed enough. We're he was like, they were like, get, get, out of my, get out of here. I don't want to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, two former students from a land school, which was a treatment center for troubled um, kids, mm -hmm. had actually testified that they heard Michael confess to killing Martha with a golf club, which is strange <laughs> considering the fact that these kids were not at the party. Oh, okay. <laughs> they weren't at the party, but they heard him talking about it. So So he talked he bragged about it later at a later but, date. But it was yeah, but it was really hard for them to um believe these these kids because they had been at that treatment center before. Right. So then Gregory Coleman um testified that Michael was given like special priv privileges. And that Michael was somewhat bragging that he was going to get away with murder. So the Greenwich police detectives, Steve Carroll and Frank Gar, as well as um, a police reporter, Leonard Levitt, had then become convinced that Michael Skackle was absolutely the killer. I like how you said Leonard this time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say last time? Leonard? You made him a fancy Frenchman. <laughs> Leonard. That's what it was. Leonard. Uh, Leonard. Leonard Levitt. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> With his croissants. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. um, that's probably anyway. really offensive. We're probably, we, we like you, France. I do. I do like I, In fact, you have a have a beautiful language and I really honestly that's just me wishing that I could speak it um, I can't so that disgustingness is what comes out <laughs> um yeah it's ridiculous so in June 1998 a rarely invoked one-man grand jury um one-man grand jury yeah one-man grand jury was convened to review the evidence of the case how do you decide who the one man is? I don't know, man. I don't know. So they they began that's a lot a trial. of pressure. What? I said that's a lot of pressure on. Oh, so they began they began a trial because they were convinced that Michael Skackle was the killer. So he was arrested, and they started a investigation. So after a long eighteen month investigation, oh, shit. it was and it was decided there was enough evidence to charge him with murder. Okay. So on January 9th, 2000, an arrest warrant was issued for an unnamed juvenile for the Moxley's murder, which, of course, this unnamed juvenile was Skackle. I was like, Michael? <laughs> so then Skackle surrendered to authorities later that day. Okay. Here's the kicker, though. Okay. He was actually released shortly thereafter on a $500,000 bail. Oh, so somebody somebody posted his bail. I mean, on, the, he was on, clearly rich. He had golf clubs at his house. Right. <laughs> well, on March fourteenth, Skackle was arraigned for murder in a juvenile court as he was fifteen years old at the time of Moxley's murder. But because he wasn't a child anymore, on January thirty first, two thousand one, a judge decided to rule that he would absolutely be tried as an adult. Good. I know. Whoop, whoop. So if you're going to murder somebody, you should be charged as an adult. Agreed. Especially if you're 15. You know right from wrong at 15. You know right from wrong. So the trial began on May 7, 2002. Um, it, it began in Connecticut. Scott 
Michael's alibi was that at the time of the murder, um, he had changed it. Remember when I told you he had changed it? Mm -hmm. Well, he had changed it and said that he was at his cousin's house. Which it's not everybody you threw a party. Everybody knows you threw a party. So here's so here's several things that are very wrong with his alibi. One, he threw a party that all the kids in the neighborhood went to. Mm-hmm. Two, you can't say you're at your cousin ha- cousin's house when everyone was like, "Oh, hey, Stackle, how's it going?" <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Broski? Cool party, yo. Is that like, what the, is that what the yeah, youth say? <laughs> the youths they say it. Um. During the trial, the jury actually heard part of a taped book re- proposal. So, um, before this what? Tri- book proposal, I'll tell you why. Okay. So, before the trial happened, when everything was like an unknown incident and Michael wasn't arrested and, and they just had like suspicions of who had done it, several books had been written and published about this specific murder. Mm-hmm. And, um, during one of those, like before a a book, before this one particular book was released, they had a taped book proposal, which had a segment that was a recorded, um, like recording during his alibi when he was questioned by police, it was leaked. So during the book proposal, they, they had this segment in this recording which included Michael Skakel speaking about masturbating in a tree on the night of the murder. Possibly the same tree under which Moxley's body was found the next morning. But in the book proposal, Skakel did not admit to committing the murder, like, at all. All he said was he was a window peeper, he was masturbating behind a tree, like, he was embarrassed over it, yada, yada, yada okay well like any prosecutor they took the words from the book proposal and overlaid them on graphic images of martha's dead body in a computerized multimedia presentation so when this was shown to uh jurors during closing arguments in the videotape skackle said that he was afraid he might have been seen the previous night jerking off and he panicked though the jury okay (laughs) the jury only heard part of the tape during the closing argument the prosecutor did not play the portion of the audio tape in which Skackle had said jerking off so instead he gave the impression that he was confessing to murder so in this course it actually made it seem like he said he was afraid he might have been seen and then nothing and then nothing else else that's that's unfortunate for him so on june 7 2002 skackle was found guilty of murdering moxley and he was sentenced to 20 years uh to life in prison okay of course he appealed his sentence right um almost directly after over the fact that this uh played out audio was not the full played out audio right i mean you have to play all the audio obviously it, it was rejected. Oh, okay. So on January 24th, 2012, because they had continued to push appeal after appeal after appeal, and everybody was um, rejecting, you know, reopening that case, in 2012, Skackle and his attorneys argued for a sentence reduction instead, 
and they claimed that he should have been tried in juvenile court because he was 15 at the time. Okay. Well, on March 5th, 2012, just a couple months later, Skackle lost his bid for a sentence reduction as well. So then his first parole hearing was held on October 24th, 2012, and he was denied parole. So he continued to deny the killing, like he did, stated he didn't do it, you know. But mm-hmm. then Skackle's next parole hearing was supposed to be scheduled for October 2017, which was also denied. And he still remains in prison and is now, now they're reopening the case and he's awaiting a chance at a new trial. So there's actually really no proof that he actually did it? No. So there's no proof that like he actually did it. anybody could have done it and could be out there. And this guy's just been in jail the whole time. Which is why he keeps, so in my personal opinion though uh-huh. i mean evidence does kind of point to him so i get it like it's circumstantial evidence let's be right honest. there's no right. dna found there's no dna found at the the scene which my thing is if he was jerking off you would find dna i'm sorry unless he was just like really bad at it unless they're just real bad <laughs> um but there was it was all circumstantial um, there was no proof of DNA. There was no proof of anything. The only thing they found was the murder weapon. There's no prints on the murder weapon that could be traced to this. So personally, I think a trial should be reopened. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, DNA has advanced tremendously. And who's to say it wasn't somebody else and they do have the wrong person? That would be terrible if that was true. Yeah. But we don't know because there wasn't like yeah that's real sad for her this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in shopify's there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. I guess it's my turn. You ready? I'm so ready. (laughs) Are you so ready? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I want to know. I want to know. Okay. So I decided that in the spirit of the spooky day, I'm going to do a spooky story. I'm totally I'm totally ready. I really hope you don't know it because then it's not gonna be as like spooky. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> so unspookable. Unspo- it'll be unspookable. So I'm gonna tell you all the story that had Twitter losing their minds a few years ago. Like well, I'm not a I'm not a person that tweets, so yeah, I'm not either. I'm not a big tweeter. I don't do the Tweety. You know that. I'm not I a Tweeter. I'm not I do a Tweeter. The, I do the Facey Spades. You know this. So Twitter apparently was losing their mind. Like everybody was like, this was the big thing. Everyone's talking about it. So we are going to talk about Dear David. Okay. Sound familiar? Okay. I'm going to start talking about it and see, because I feel like you might, might have heard something about it, but maybe not all the details, but I don't know. Okay. So, I heard about this like a while back on a different podcast that I listen to, and that's why you drink, which is like an awesome podcast. Oh, I love that podcast. I do too. And Christine are amazing. I love them. So I heard about it and it like totally creeped me out. 
And I was like, that's like so spooky. So I looked into it more and then it creeped me out more. Oh, okay. So, so don't search it. <laughs> well, no, actually do search it because it'll make it better. So, but don't search it right now, Samantha, because <laughs> let me tell you why. So this basically this whole story is this guy tweeting about his haunted ass apartment in New York. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, sir. <laughs> absolutely You just not. need to up and move. <laughs> so his name is Adam Ellis. And his Twitter name, his Twitter like username is amazing. It's at Moby underscore dickhead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to go look it up, do, go for it. You totally should. Because he like posted tons of updates just on like weird ass things happening and in these updates he posted like a lot of pictures and videos and that are like super creepy i wonder if i have heard this right so i think basically i'm going to be reading you like a lot of his updates and stuff just like straight up reading what he tweeted okay and then i was thinking i'm going to try to make it like a little interactive with you oh okay so when I get to talking apart with a creepy picture that he posted, I'm going to, I think I'm going to message you that picture. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. So then you can get the whole experience of like all this, get the visual of all this like spooky shit. So, okay, guys, you hear that? So when you hear me scream, <laughs> when you hear me scream. Don't scream. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, because, it's because Crystal's sending me creepy ass photos. <laughs> so, so this started in August of 2017. So not that long ago. Not that long ago, yeah. And then his last update on this whole thing was March of 2018. So it went on for a while. He just fell off the face of the earth, or is he he actually he actually did not fall off the face of the earth. He's still out there. He's actually he's really um he's a big time like um cartoonist. Oh okay. So he does like a lot of work and like he like does a lot of like cartooning like lots of drawings and all kind like he's he's a well-known guy he actually used to work for buzzfeed a while back so he hasn't fallen off the face he's still around but um at the time this was going on everyone was everyone on twitter i was not everyone because i'm not on twitter (laughs) but everyone was following the story that's a lie i actually am on twitter i just never look at it because i don't know how it works because i'm 80 that's me i'm on twitter and i probably have like maybe five followers i don't know i just don't i just don't tweet i don't i don't tweet i don't i don't get it i don't know how to tweet i don't my problem is i'm too busy doing life that i can't sit there and give you an update of me eating a bagel like same same so like what am i I don't tweet about I don't it's like it's tweeting like back when you remember when Facebook had their is in your status I do like, not. so when you'd be like oh Samantha is feeling tired or whatever oh, people still do that every now and then that's stupid but yes and it's they the do. thing but that's what I view like tweeting and stuff like all these like famous celebrities and everything use twitter that's, more my, than that's my big problem with social media i don't need to know what you're doing 24 7 i don't care I don't i'm doing my own so, shit so i will be honest like if i'm if i'm gonna update anything it's most likely gonna be my instagram right so i exactly because that's just a picture i don't have to talk about it <laughs> i'm doing my own shit you do your own shit like you live your life but i would 
like I do with Facebook. The main reason I have Facebook is because I just like stalk people. Oh my God, me too. So I was about to say, I don't post shit. I just stalk people. So if I post stuff on Facebook, it's, it's almost always either something like hilariously funny that the kids or my husband does, Uh or it's like, what's going on with my kid's life? Because, and I don't like blast their personal information out there for anything, but we've, I mean, it's, it's kind of my way to keep, um, I have like the same few posts. I have the same few posts every year. I post birthday posts for everybody. Happy and birthday I post family and I post our health three of carvings. Yeah. It's, it's literally like, like, I don't post a lot at all. It's I would, really I'm, I'm really just like interested in reading about other people's lives, I guess, I'm which is why the story is so appealing to me because if I was interested in Twitter, I would absolutely be like on the edge of my seat waiting for his next update to see what's going on. Oh man. See, and I'm like a meme poster too. Like if I'm posting anything on Facebook, that's like, not like a funny story. That's I love memes. I don't ever post them, but I love seeing them. (laughs) Like I'll share, I'll share. I'm not like a freaking lunatic on sharing them, but like something that's really good. I'll tag you in and share it or something like that. But, or I'll just tag you in it. I'm not one that really shares it to my wall all the time or anything like that, but I'm not a big poster. Like I'm mostly, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just checking up on the world and people in it. Like I'm a stalker. <laughs> yeah. We've got that from your window peeping. Yeah. Apparently I'm a, I'm a stalker <laughs> on the, on the facey space. And apparently I'm a window peeper. I'm really not a window peeper. Can we just put that out there? Let's I'm just move past peeper. that. Let's, let's move past it. It was oh, a mistake me... of the words. It wasn't meant. A mistake of the words. All right. I'm going to get, get into this so we can get past that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start with his first tweet. That was August 7th, 2017. And Adam tweeted, so my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Like super casual, you know, like who hasn't been there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's a post that something like Michael, the way that it was worded, Michael. Would say it. So I so agree with that. I'm just like, so, <laughs> okay. Okay, so he went on and he said, he started appearing in my dreams, but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. Oh, hell no. (laughs) The first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis, which is the worst thing ever. I've actually, like, I've actually had that twice. So I'm going to say, I've never had it personally, but Aiden, um, when he was little... I mean, he's still little. I mean, he's 11. But <laughs> I was like, okay. When he was younger. He's still a youth. <laughs> he's still a youth. No, when he was younger, he slept walked. You remember how I had to go and get him, like, he had to have a sleep test done. Because yeah. He sleepwalking? Because he got to the point where he was sleepwalking so much. I had to put a chain lock on our back door because he was walking outside at night. That's so terrifying. It, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever had. I lost so much sleep for the longest time. Um, he's finally, gr- like, I feel like he's grown out of it. I, he's not had any incidents where he's like slept, walked or anything. Now, if you try to wake him, he'll like barely open his eyes and try to sit up, but like walking around, he hasn't done it in so long, but I'll tell you, there, have been, there were multiple times that I wanted to drop kick my child because it was creepy. <laughs> 
So, yes, that is very creepy. Also, that's not sleep paralysis. So, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, but it made me, rem- it reminded me of it. Yes, sleepwalking. I could see that. So, sleep paralysis is like when you are asleep, you can't move and you, you can't move. You feel yes. like you're awake and you can't, like, I'm you're clearly awake and you can't move. It seems yes. like a lot of people, when they have it, say that they see things like like these demons or these shadows and all the stuff like coming towards them and they just cannot move luckily the the two times that i've had it that i didn't see anything i literally was just like on the bed like just unable to move at all like nothing could i move will out. say I've, I've i have had it once i've i've had sleep paralysis once i now that i think about it and it was when you remember when i was having my seizures yeah and that, um, that was a time yes that there was a time that I had seizures um, and I actually was given Ambien to try to help me sleep mm-hmm. uh, and it made me hallucinate, but it also made me not be able to move. So like I hallucinated, couldn't move and was screaming. That's terrifying. In my sleep. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yes. I, I immediately was not allowed to take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. But that's the only incident I had. So it was medically like it was a medication related, but. Okay. So Adam <laughs> said, I was like, we've gotten two seconds in the story and we've gotten sidetracked. Okay. So Adam said, he said, the first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. So, like, absolutely not. That's terrifying. I know. No. <laughs> he said he had a huge misshapen head that was dented in on one side. Oh, no. No. And he said, I did my best to draw it. So, I'm going to send you a picture. Oh, God, are you going to send me a picture of this dented head? Well, it's a picture of what Adam drew that he remembered that he saw. And you said he's, like, a cartoonist. He is. So, this is clearly, like, a picture of what he drew. Oh, I, ah, I've heard this story just from this one picture. Okay. Okay. So hopefully you don't know all the details because there's lots of I details. don't know all the details. Oh my God. No. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. You wake up and you can't move and you see this sitting in a chair at the foot of your bed. Um, Hell's, fuck no. <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> Hell to the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Uh, he went on to say for a while he just stared at me but then he got out of the chair and started shambling towards the bed like what the fuck is shambling does that mean like dragging his feet i got like or like crawling i don't know what shambling i don't know is. i gotta look up shambling now Hold he, up. Was sh- he was shambling toward the bed shambling moving with a slow shuffling awkward gait nope um you better stay the fuck up in that chair. <laughs> I'm going to need you to sit your ass back down. <laughs> don't like shambling. Got it. Learn a new word. Don't okay. like it. <laughs> so duly so noted, lock your doors, lock your window, bite it off, don't hitchhike, and don't fucking shamble towards me. <laughs> don't put a chair at the foot of your bed. What the hell? <laughs> don't shamble towards me. Do yeah, not. I've never understood that like in scary movies why they have like a rocking chair that faces the bed that I don't is like not it. a thing to do now rocking chairs that are like gliders like that that go in babies rooms i see that cool that's a, that's fine but, but that also, <laughs> also you're it's like you face it towards the tv so you can watch something while you're nursing your kid you okay. are an adult sir. 
and you a man that living by himself why the fuck you got a bed <laughs> or why the fuck you got a chair by your bed yes yes so uh let's see where am I at? He's shambling towards the bed. Mm. Couldn't move because I was paralyzed. <laughs> he said that he, he said, I have sleep paralysis fairly often. It sucks, which it does suck. Um, he said, right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. Okay. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen dear David, haven't you? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who? So you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are dreams. These are all dreams. Uh, you need to move. So little library girl says, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? And he's like, who? And she says, Dear David, you saw him. He's dead. He only appears at midnight. And you can ask him two questions if you say Dear David first. Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. Oh, okay. No. No. Goodbye. Nope. That's a nope. That's nope. a nope i'm gonna nope the fuck out of here move <laughs> your shit, pack it up get it in the suitcase let's go i'll help you move <laughs> so then adam said a few weeks passed without anything else going on he was a little freaked out because it's pretty weird to have two dreams about the same thing like that like the same weird thing that he doesn't know anything about back to back like that then he has another dream with david same situation adam was in bed and david was sitting in the rocking chair staring at adam and he said, in the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, an accident in a store. I say, dear David, what happened in the store? He groans, a shelf was pushed on my head. Hence the big ass dent in his head. Mm -hmm. Okay. He says, I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. And I realize that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. Oh, no. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. Well, fuck yeah, I'd move. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam goes all private eye the next few days, and he's like trying to figure out who David is. He's Googling deaths in the city, but he can't find anything about a boy named David that died in a store. So now, at this point, Adam randomly gets the opportunity to, to move apartments. So let okay, me like. Bye. <laughs> exactly, except let me explain his apartment situation. So he lives in, it's kind of like a duplex, except that instead of the apartments being side by side, it's like one is the entire downstairs and then one's the entire upstairs. Oh. Yeah. So Adam lives in the downstairs apartment. The upstairs He's apartment. literally just going up a floor. Exactly. So the upstairs apartment becomes vacant. So his landlord like gives him first dibs and he's like, you want to move up there? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a little bigger than my place. That's cool. Also, this place has been freaking me out. So yeah, let's do it. So it's in the same place. <laughs> it's in the same place. So he moves upstairs. Like a month goes by and he hasn't had any incidents. And he thinks David lost track of him because he's moved. And he like starts to move on with his life and forget about dear David. Oh, okay. Okay. So then he notices something really weird going on with his cats. Oh, man. <laughs> So, get out of the place just leave the state <laughs> just leave the state leave the state so he's got two cats two cats okay mm -hmm. the past he he starts tweeting and he's like so the past four nights at exactly midnight his cats gather by his front door and just stare at it like there's something on the other side of the door 
stop it. <laughs> stop it. So here's a picture. So here's a picture. Here's a picture of that. I just sent you the cat. Oh okay. They're just like there's something oh. outside the door. Oh hell no! They're like looking out the little peeper. They're looking underneath the crack of the door, like there is something out there. Okay. Leave it. Cat. <laughs> Leave it. They're they're tainted. Get it. Get all. Get them. You're on. leaving your cats at this point. Oh my god. They've. He's taking them. He's taking them over. The cats are scared. They're trying to warn you. <laughs> so okay. Weird shit. Cats being weird. Mid uh, midnight. They go by the door. Okay. Then he says, last night I got this weird feeling and I looked out the peephole and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. Nope. <laughs> when I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cat seemed nope. unnerved. First of all, I would not have opened the door. <laughs> yeah. First rule. <laughs> First rule of thumb, do not open the door. Do not stop running and look back <laughs> do not like come on man come so, on the cats are unnerved they're like bushy tails all that stuff he's like that's where i'm right now i think dear david found me i don't know what to do i'll keep you updated so that was all all of that was initially tweeted on august 7th like he like gave all these updates saying this is what's been going on so from then on he's tweeting updates kind of like as they happen okay Mm-hmm. so his next tweet is two days later on august 9th and he tweeted update for the sixth night in a row my cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it so here is a picture of that <laughs> he um you can see that he's got like he's holding up a clock so you can see what time it is you can also see like what time he tweeted it which it says 1109 but that was like his time i guess um cats stand at the door just staring at it okay looking all creepy yeah then he posts a video of his cat at the door and he's like what's going on i don't know how to send you the videos like y'all should all look it up because it's super creepy to watch um so i'm just going to describe the video to you so i watched them all his cat is sitting at the front door meowing and like getting really close to the crack of the door and it looks like he's trying to look through the crack and see something on the other side. And then he starts leaning down and looking under the door, meowing. And then he stands up and just keeps staring and meowing. Like, I don't even know what I would do. I'd like grab the cat, go walk myself in my room and go to bed. Like, fuck that. I'm not dealing with it. Oh, you're going to go to bed? No, girl, you're not going to go to bed. My ass is not going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking go out the door. That's where the no, shit is. I, I ain't going to bed. Like, my ass going to wait. And See, then that's why I'm the final girl because I'm just gonna go to bed and not deal with this shit. <laughs> Y'all can deal with it. <laughs> and I am not going to bed. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stay up with my cat locked in a closet, and then um, <laughs> I'm in the closet. <laughs> I'm gonna be up in the closet, and then and then the next morning when it's light out, I'm coming out the closet, and <laughs> my cats and me are gonna nope the fuck out of there. <laughs> so that's not what Adam decided. He was gonna go check it out well he's dumb <laughs> so first, he's dumb dumb he ain't that dumb because first he uses his he's like i'm gonna use my cell phone and take a picture through the peephole nope because he's too scared to open the door nope <laughs> so he feels like he saw something through the peephole um and he was like i couldn't i couldn't tell 
let me just i'm gonna send you the first picture i'm gonna send you the first picture from the people okay it's kind of blurry it's kind of like blackened on one side like he just tried to take the picture real fast because he was scared okay you're gonna send me another one and i'm gonna be like nope (laughs) it's not that bad okay so he was like i "I couldn't really tell huh i said i don't believe you he's like i couldn't tell like it was blurry i was really scared i couldn't tell um so he decided that he was going to muster up the courage and open the door and take a picture what exactly that's that's crazy yeah. so, so here's the picture where he opens the door and everything everything looks normal yep nothing out of the ordinary whatever mm-hmm. there's a butt <laughs> what there's a butt there's a butt you're saying there's a butt. Oh, I was like, I don't see a butt in the picture. Is, is, is oh the ghost, my God. Is the ghost mooning him? What? No. <laughs> Everything seems normal. There's a butt that's coming. Like Everything as seems butt. normal. Just a normal empty hallway, okay? Yeah. So the, the, the picture he took to the people, he's like, is it just me or is there something in the first picture right where the banister meets the shelves hiding on the stairs which i see that okay he's like maybe it's just smudge i did take the picture through a peephole so he takes another picture to compare it so let me see i have and you just got these random scary I do. pictures up on your phone <laughs> i took forever to research my family was like what the hell are you actually doing i was like it's fine um <laughs> so there's the two side-by-side pictures and one of them there's clearly something by the banister like in between where the banister and the shelves meet you see that yeah like the first one yeah yeah so what the hell um let's see i'm losing my place when i'm sending you the pictures because i'm not focusing (laughs) i know i'm sorry okay it's so interesting so he lives like this is after midnight he lives in the only apartment upstairs like it's just him he's not Mm -hmm. expecting company like what the fuck is that like why is that a thing he then says that he dead bolted the lock which why the hell was it not already dead bolted sir like what the fuck um, right he dead bolted the lock and then he went to bed because he didn't know what else to do and he could still hear hear his cat meowing in the other room oh my god so yeah so then the next few nights the cats continue to the, to go to the door at midnight and freak out like every night midnight go to the door freak out meow yeah no like he posted like lots of pictures and videos of this like the videos are creepy they're clearly like looking at something right outside the door um he decides he's going to use a sound app to record while he's sleeping oh okay so this app makes individual recordings each time it hears something so like if there's any kind of sound it's going to record so the first night that he uses the app there are 33 recordings which i guess not weird you got two cats yeah, you're going to hear some noises. You're going to hear some Honestly, noises. And there's always going to be, so here's my thing, like me and my, um, me and Dallas have like said it a couple times, like when you live in an old building or an old house or anything, like your house is going to, there's going to be noises. There's going to be settling noises. There's going to be old pipes, like all that stuff. It, it is what it is. Like, right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it the is. first night there's 33 recordings. Okay. He said that most of them were pretty vague. There were three in particular that stood out. And he posted these three recordings. Oh, God. So I listened to them. And the first one, you can hear what sounds like a snap. And then what sounds like a foot snap. 
Like, what do you mean? Like a footstep. Oh, footstep. I didn't hear, like, it did not sound like you said footstep. Oh, okay. So it's like a snap and then a footstep, but just like one. Okay. Okay. So he's like, that's weird to hear footstep because I didn't get out of bed. Like, there's nobody else here. Yeah. But cats and they don't make loud footsteps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second one was this, it has, it's like a really weird buzzing electric static sound. Okay. Which is just like weird. And then the third one, the third recording was directly after the buzzing recording. And it starts with another snapping sound. And then you hear Adam just like groan in his sleep. So those are kind of weird. Nothing big, but kind of weird. So all of these recordings happen between 2 and 3 a.m. So um, Adam decides he needs to just like get the fuck out of his apartment for a little while and take a little weekend trip. That's Which, a good yes, idea. Maybe maybe is... longer than a weekend. Like, <laughs> maybe like <permanently>. move. <laughs> maybe like move. Maybe like permanently. So while he's on this trip, he buys himself a Polaroid camera. It's actually like I saw. It's actually the exact same one that I have. The like little Instax Mini. Oh, okay. Which I love. I mean, not an ad, but I love y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not an ad, but I love, you know, I love those too, but I'm, I'm a sucker for the old original Polaroid cameras. I've got like a few, col- well, I mean, because I collect old cameras. Like photography. Yes, we know. I've got the I'm new, <laughs> the new Polaroid, but yes, no. So he buys this, he gets home from his little trip. He decides he's going to take a few Polaroids around his house because first of all, it's fun. Polaroids can be kind of creepy, like whatever. He didn't expect anything to come of it. Oh, God. So he takes a few random pics of rooms in his apartment, and they're, like, all super normal. Then he goes out into the hallway and snaps a picture. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. So when he does that, the picture develops completely black. Like, it's completely dark. There's nothing. Okay. He's like, what the hell? And he's like, well, maybe this one just didn't develop at all. He takes another one that's black. So then he opens and destroys a fresh pack of like the polaroids that you load just to see if they're black before they develop but they're all completely white um okay so then he's like well maybe i had my thumb covering up the lens so then he takes a picture with his finger intentionally covering the lens and this one looks completely different from the black one i just sent you a picture um you can see it's like lighter it's still black but it's like lighter you can tell that there's light behind the darkness Mm -hmm. okay then to prove that he's not making all this up he takes videos of himself taking pictures with the polaroid camera in the apartment and he posts these videos so he takes a picture in the living room of like the regular rooms that are developing but then he goes right went out exactly so he takes one in the living room he takes the picture you see him recording he takes the picture he sets it down on the table to let it develop he walks over, he opens the front door and takes a picture of the hallway outside the door. Then he walks over, picks up a picks up the first picture and it's developed and it's like perfectly normal. You see his living room, everything looks fine, whatever. This whole time he's still holding the picture that he took of the hallway, like he never set it down. He was holding it the whole time. Mm-hmm. He looks at it and you can clearly see it develop completely black. So like all the lights were on in his living room and in the hallway, so it's not a lighting issue. You even see the flash go off both times that he takes pictures. It's like really creepy when you watch the video. Yeah, and it's really creepy when you describe it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but 
no bruh leave your apartment especially when you're like there alone with just two cats right first of all shut your fucking door <laughs> stop going like, out in the hallway stop going out in the hallway and you don't need to prove nothing to me bruh <laughs> I, I believe you so <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't even he's he tweets something like he's like i don't know why i'm messing with this camera it's there's probably a logical explanation to all this i'm like no dude like it's haunted you're always you're haunted, haunted. <laughs> leave your apartment <laughs> So then he tweets a little later that same night that someone suggested because like all these people are following this and like like responding to this so someone suggested that he take a picture of the hallway from far away and not like out in the hallway so he did oh no you're gonna send me something freaky. so he took a picture <laughs> he took two pictures he took one from the polaroid camera and one from his iphone same distance away from the door okay same time like same time they both came out black no so the iphone look at it iphone comes out normal hell no polaroid hell no hallway completely hell no (laughs) complete darkness well hell no first of all i'm looking at the picture guys and this is super creepy like this guy hallway lights on in the hallway from the from his iPhone, like everything looks like a normal hallway, like there's no big deal. Polaroid, it's like you have a fucking closet door open. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> spook, spook. Yes. So, so the Hell next day, no. so the next day he sages his apartment. <laughs> stages it. Get out, bro. <laughs> well, a bunch of people on Twitter suggested that he sage it. I don't like, care. You don't need the followers. The followers will follow you after. Just leave. Because I know all these people be saying it. <laughs> Girl, he lives in New York. Do you know how hard it is to find apartments in New York that aren't, like, crazy expensive? Uh, expensive, life-threatening. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I'm you giving you say? Michael. I'm giving you Michael logic right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm giving you normal logic right Michael now. Michael would be haunted as shit. We would be out of there. Yeah. <laughs> So a bunch of people suggested that he sage the apartment. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Whatever. Let's do it. He sages the apartment. He sages the hallway. And he, like, does some extra sage juju around the green rocking chair (laughs) where he first saw David sitting in his dream. Yeah. He's like, I'm really hoping this helps. I haven't been sleeping well. This is all freaking me the fuck out. Whatever. I just need some sleep. So then he tweets that he keeps waking up feeling like something's wrong. The next day, he says the sage did not work <gasps> no. <laughs> no like that was the only thing he said in his tweet well he he added more but that was the first part of it he had like threads so he says i haven't had a dream about david in a few months but he appeared again last night in the dream my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke but i could see david sitting in the chair across the room oh god it, he was smaller this time almost shrunken he didn't do anything or say anything. He just looked at me. Anyways, it feels like a bad omen. Yeah, a little bit, dude. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that was the dream. He just sat there in the chair looking at him. So, meanwhile, it's been two weeks, and his creepy-ass cats are still going to the front door every night at midnight. He's also still continued to, to record at night while he's sleeping with that app. And every night, he hears the weird like electric buzzing sound at 3 a.m which we know is the witching hour by the way the witching hour it is the witching hour 
that is the wishing hour between Demon. three and four demons <laughs> so um that sound it lasts for about five minutes every night like every single night it records that sound at 3 a.m for five minutes um he's feeling really easy really uh, easy uneasy he's feeling easy he's feeling feeling very uneasy every night he's not sleeping well um he woke up one morning to what felt like a small earthquake is what he said he said that it felt like the whole house was swaying and he said that he debated putting that on twitter because he's like that just sounds made up like nobody's gonna believe that but it actually happened and i've been posting every update so I'm going to post it, but like, whatever, do what you will with it. Then he posts that for the first time, he actually feels unsafe in his home. Oh no. Oh no. So Adam so tweeted, <laughs> Adam tweeted on Friday night, there was supposed to be a huge storm In the end it passed, but that night was bizarre. Anyways, I fell asleep pretty early. I was incredibly tired for some reason, which like same, um, <laughs> I had a dream that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an abandoned old warehouse. I'm not sure why I didn't fight back in the dream or how strong, how he was strong enough to pull me, but that's dream logic for you. Uh, it was a creepy dream, but I, I didn't think much of it when I woke up. Uh, let's see. I took a shower and then I noticed something. I had a huge bruise on my arm. And he, like, posted this picture. I don't think I have this picture, actually. But he posted a picture, and there's, like, this huge bruise on his forearm. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's, like, a weird giant bruise. And he's like, well, maybe I injured myself the day before, and my arm was hurting during the night, and that manifested the stream. I don't know. There could be, like, a totally logical explanation for it. So, whatever. But that happened, so he updated it. And then he was like, I went to get coffee, which I do every weekend. When I walk to the coffee place, I always pass a food cart repair depot. Okay. And it's like always incredibly busy, especially on the weekends. Because, you know, in New York, there's all these food carts well, like, yeah. everywhere. So this food cart repair depot is basically like a big warehouse where people bring their food carts to get repaired. Hence the name. So <laughs> he's like, especially on weekends, it's very busy. I've lived in this neighborhood for over four years. And the place has always been jam-packed with carts getting serviced. But today, it was completely abandoned. He said the whole warehouse was totally gutted and empty. Well, almost empty. I went inside to look around because I was astonished that this place had suddenly emptied after all these years. Basically, the only thing in this entire warehouse was a single green chair. So Stop it. <laughs> So there's the chair I just sent you. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So if you recall, David first appeared in his Stop dream it. in a green rocking chair. He's like, it could be nothing, but it's weird that that was the only thing left behind. He also mentioned then that he had moved the green rocking chair out of his bedroom. Good job. He moved it into the living room because it was freaking him out. So yes. So then he was on his way back from getting coffee. And I'm just going to send you this. <laughs> it's not scary. Like the, it's just the warehouse had been completely, like the door had been pulled shut. It'd been completely closed. So it was open when he passed by, like purposely open. And then when he came back by, it was closed. 
yeah like it was purple he goes by he's gone by this place a billion times it's always full super busy he goes by there's nothing there but this green chair comes back it's full clothes which is super weird because like he walks by it's completely open like it's almost dragging him to go and check out that there's a chair right and then it's closed yep yeah no and he had just had this dream about david pulling him through an abandoned warehouse leave the state (laughs) leave the state okay (laughs) so then a few more little weird things happen so these are not weird stop saying weird these are (laughs) fucked up things (laughs) this is a fucked up story (laughs) so then a few more fucked up things happen don't get me wrong i love like like the whole serial killer stuff all the true crime stuff like i i'm good for a little paranormal stuff too but this go the fuck (laughs) on This is Halloween, girl. This is my Halloween special. (laughs) Go the fuck on. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So a few more little fucked up things start happening. Thank you. Instead of the cats going to the door at midnight, they start going to the door at 10. So they're doing the same thing. They just go like two hours earlier. Okay. So they stay by the door and they like freak the fuck out for like 15 minutes. Then they walk away like nothing's going on. So they like freak out 15 minutes and they're like, never mind it's cool so then 15 minutes later so about 10 30 every night he starts getting phone calls from an unknown caller oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) so this happens for weeks every day like every day he actually posted pictures of his call log and it's completely full of unknown caller okay and it's like red you can see it's like missed call because he didn't answer it well you can see that one time it's black he did answer it and he answered it because he was like thinking, well, maybe it's happening every day at the same time. Maybe it's like a telemarketer and it's going to be like some kind of automated bullshit. Mm-hmm. So he answers it. And instead of like hearing something automated, he hears the same electric static buzzing sound that he heard from the sleep sounds app at 3 a.m. <laughs> so Adam said, I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint. I can't be sure. My heart was racing, so it was hard to hear. Then, just as I was about to hang up, I heard a very small voice whisper, Hello. (laughs) He said, I panicked and I hung up. I didn't know what else to do. I closed all the curtains in my apartment and turned on every single light. I (laughs) I watched TV until dawn because I was too scared to go to sleep. I sort of feel like I'm losing my mind. If I look at each individual incident on its own, there are perfectly logical explanations for everything. But after three weeks of weird shit happening, I don't know how to make sense of it all. The only thing I feel like I can do right now is write everything down. So that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'll keep doing. So Twitter's like losing their mind. They're like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? Okay, so a few days later, he posts that he's going on a trip to Japan in three weeks. And as dumb as it may sound, he's hoping that this will solve his ghost problem. He's like, David seemed to lose me before for a little bit when I moved. So maybe if I'm gone for like a few weeks, he'll think I've left and leave me alone. Which, okay, yeah, I can see that. So then he goes on to say that he bought basically a nanny cam type thing. So that he, he could keep an eye on his cats while he's overseas. So who came and fed the cats? 
he had people come feed the cats like he he sh- he said that later okay <laughs> like the cats were fine so but he still wanted to be able to keep an eye on his cats like while he's gone yeah so basically this thing records 24 7 so you can like check it whenever and it also sends his phone alerts when there's sound or movement detected which i know how that is yes i was gonna say you have that on your phone yeah so he decided to to test it out before he leaves for a trip he sets it up in the living room and he goes out for the night so his phone like pinged throughout the night it like sent him alerts and he sees the cats running around and playing just like normal cat stuff then around 11 it alerted him that motion was detected and when he checked the camera he didn't see anything so he watched the feed again and he still didn't see anything well he watched it a third time and he finally noticed something and he posts the video and i watched it and it's his living room and it's empty there's no cats there's nothing in there and then all of a sudden the green rocking chair that he had moved from his room to the living room mm-hmm. starts to slowly rock oh hell no <laughs> it just starts slowly rocking and then about a half an hour later, he gets another motion alert. He checks the video. Again, empty living room. No cats. Nothing's going on. And he's got, behind the, the rocking chair, he's beside it, he's got a shelf on this wall. Okay. And then above the shelf, he's got a few things hanging on the wall. He's got a turtle shell hanging on the wall. Okay. And it just like all of a sudden just falls. Falls off the wall. Okay. Like there's nothing going on. There's no like draft there's no windows open up his home it just suddenly just falls off the wall is that not proof enough to leave <laughs> so he goes home the next day no don't go home. <laughs> you can get new stuff <laughs> you can get just leave it all start a new life <laughs> start a new life have somebody go pick up your cats for you and just go <laughs> <laughs> so he's feeling pretty uneasy <laughs> yeah I think he goes home he's like oh this is weird he eats the creepy ass rocking chair into the hallway like out of his front door he's like no you go away okay a few days later he posts it's happening again so <laughs> he says his cats are acting like creepy as hell again except now instead of being creepy at the front door they're doing it in the middle of the living room so oh, like in his apartment like in his apartment so in the first video one of the cats is sitting in the floor and then suddenly just like for no reason freaks out and seems to like jump over something but there's nothing there stop it and in another video um when the cats is sitting on the couch and the cat just like keeps standing straight up on his hind legs over and over again and just like peering around the room like he's watching something or someone like it's really weird and then the last video legit looks like this cat is like batting at something but like we can't see anything stop it (laughs) (laughs) so he's like i just can't shake the feeling that something has made its way into the apartment and i'm like no shit Sherlock. (laughs) fucking move (laughs) so a little over a week later he posts that he's having so many nightmares now and they're way more intense than his normal dreams He's like, this afternoon I took a nap and I had a dream that I have not been able to shake. In the dream, I was laying in bed. I rolled over to face the other direction and on the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached. Snaking down the bed. 
Like what? Oh God, no. No, absolutely not. So he says the head staring right at me, somehow still alive. It had a huge smile plastered on its face. Horrified, I scream, what happened to you? Which is not what I would have said. <laughs> I would not have been like, what happened to you? But okay. Um, when he said that, he said the head smiled even bigger and said, it feels great. And then the head groaned. No. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Full body shivers. No, no, no. <laughs> After that, Wait, I woke up. Excuse me while I get up and lock my windows. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was dark outside by then everything was quiet other dreams um have been just as strange things like dark figures staring in my windows even though i live on the second floor now like no that's no that's fucking terrifying um (laughs) a few days later adam posts that um the past few days have been pretty quiet he's leaving for japan in a few hours he hasn't stayed home much because he doesn't want to have any more weird shit go on before his trip. Okay. So he goes to Japan and he has like a really super peaceful time. Like whatever. He's hoping that David will have just left and be gone for good since he's been gone for a while. Like nothing weird happened that he saw on the cameras. The cats were all good. Like he had friends going to check on them and feed them and make sure they're all good and all that stuff. Um, he gets back home. The cats are fine. They're just a little more talkative than the normal, which I feel like is completely understandable because their human was gone for a few weeks. Right. Their human was gone for a few weeks. They missed his face. They're talking to him. Um, Ew, David. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Ew, David. So (laughs) the next few weeks, he starts having electrical problems in his apartment. Okay. So he's had two light bulbs just like blow out in the hallway outside his front door. Um, one time as he's walking past the front door, he hears a faint scratching sound. No, no, no. So he decides to have a friend come over and cleanse the apartment and the hallway because the sage worked so well. Um, that's not a good idea. I feel like you're making it worse. You're making it worse. Like hire a freaking professional, like, or so, move. <laughs> move. Absolutely move. He said that the cleansing seemed to have worked for like a week or so. He's like, the cats aren't going to the door anymore. He's sleeping much better. He's not having nightmares. Whatever. Okay. Then one morning, he's on his way to work and he passes by the warehouse because like he has to pass it all the time. And he noticed that the door is open for the first time since it was closed a while back. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So he looks in. Let me find my little picture. Don't even send me a picture. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture. Where's my picture? I don't want it. Oh here. oh, here it is. So he looks in. And this is the only thing he sees in there. Is that a hearse? It's a hearse. That's what it is. So why the fuck would there be a hearse in there? <laughs> you don't need to like delete this shit off my phone. You're going to curse my phone. It's my phone's cursed. If my phone's cursed, you're just cursed. So <laughs> <Delete it. laughs> I would literally be like, why is David threatening my life right now? He's like, I'm going to kill you. Here's your hearse. <laughs> like, no. What the? F- <laughs> Are you deleting it? Um, no, go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so October, you're like absolutely deleting it. So October 25th, 
So this stuff started in August. We're October 25th. Adam wrote that he went to the kitchen. Oh, I'm going to send you another picture. Let me find it. Um, delete it. <laughs> so he went to the picture. He went to the picture. <laughs> he went to the kitchen to grab a beer. And he sees this. So he's got like a freaking, like a kitchen window. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> my cat is literally at the front or the fucking door. I was like, did I just hear a freaking cat? You're my house. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> my phone is freaking. Okay, there it goes. I was like, I hit send a long time ago. It was taking forever. Yeah. Okay. What are you looking at? Stop so, it. What you're looking at is a freaking person. No, I'm talking about my cat. Oh, have you got the picture yet? Creeping me out. Uh, yes. So it's a person standing on the rooftop of the building next to him, staring at him. I don't see the person. Oh, God, I see the person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm deleting that. (laughs) That Oh, my my God, I'm literally going to die tonight. That was a good reaction. (laughs) I reacted and then deleted the picture because I don't want that nonsense on my phone. Turn around, my cat's right behind (laughs) Because the cat's like, what the hell's your problem? Are you freaking I'm about out? to fucking throw my cats. <laughs> it's not the cat's fault. Fuck <laughs> this story. Okay. <laughs> you love Halloween. This is what we wanted. Okay. <laughs> so there's a person staring at him. <laughs> he immediately ducks down and like turns off the light switch. Like that's going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like the ghost knows that you're there, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the ghost knows you're there. The light switch isn't going to do anything, but okay. Um, <laughs> what my cat is looking at. It's freaking out. What are you looking at? Oh, okay. The other cat's behind there. Huh. Okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, good. Good. So he has his phone in his pocket. So he like snapped that picture that I just sent you. And he was like, well, that might be blurry. So let me take another one just in case. I want to make sure I have proof. And he takes the second one and the figure's gone. Like there's nothing there. Okay. He posted that picture, but I'm not going to send it to you because it's not as freaky. I mean, it's freaky, but still. Um, <laughs> I just want to scare you. So the, the next update was on November 6th. And he wrote about another dream that he had had the night before. So he was laying in his bed in his dream. And he sees David sitting on a chair nearby, like super similar to the first time that he saw him. Only this time he wasn't as completely paralyzed with fear as he was the first time. Cause he's like, Oh, this is David. Like, I know what's going on. We've seen this. Okay. So. Oh, hey, David. <laughs> huh? I said, Oh, hey, David. <laughs> he's what's like, up? Oh, What's up, David? We, we cool now. We know each other. So he grabs oh, his, <laughs> he's not paralyzed. So he grabs his phone and he starts taking pictures. I personally would have like taken a different route and like punted him across the room, but to each their own, whatever. Um, so he woke up just as David reached his bed and like started crawling up. So that's like fucking creepy, right? Oh, hell no. Well, he went through his camera roll on his phone and there were like a dozen pictures that were taken during the night while he was sleeping. And here's a few of them. 
Oh, God. So I'm going to need you to tell your listeners what you're looking at. I'm afraid to open my phone. <laughs> um, all right, listeners. I'm going to send you three pictures. Oh, hell fucking no. <laughs> oh, hell fucking no. And three. Oh, it's getting closer. <laughs> you better punt that motherfucker across the room. <laughs> Tell them what you see. I see a creepy ass little kid with a dented ass head that needs to get punted across the room. <laughs> like this. So the first picture is like clearly this like creepy ass kid with a dented ass head. I thought he took his fucking uh chair. Well he took the rocking chair out. That's just like a different chair that he had. So why had he got so many goddamn chairs up in his room? Like who all it's just you who needs to sit that much. Oh hell no. Yeah, oh hell no. Oh hell. So there's three pictures. The kid starts in the chair and each picture he gets closer and closer to him. Okay, I need to like delete these. Hang on. <laughs> like close my house right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you good? I'm good. Okay, so the next update was on November 17th. And Adam tells um, everyone that he's been quiet the last week and a half because he's found something that he's trying to investigate. And he'd rather not tweet about it unless he had like substantial evidence to report. Is it the story of him? Well, no. So <laughs> here is a picture that I'm sending you. This is not creepy. It's just like a picture explaining basically it's like the, the blueprint of his duplex. So um, it basically shows what I explained earlier. Book that or roof that I don't have access to. My new apartment, my old apartment, roof where I think I saw David and business next door. Oh, the business next door. That's the roof where David was standing outside of his window. So was that like an old grocery shop? I don't know. It was just a business next door. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Thought I was on to something. So he, um, lately he's been hearing, he'd been hearing loud thudding noises coming from above him. On like the roof? So, so he's on the top floor, right? So there's Perfect. nobody above him. There's like not, not anybody living in an apartment above him or anything. Yeah. Um, he said that it distinctly sounded like something being dropped on the floor. So that's not like old pipes or anything like that. Um, he's like, the building's old. It makes a lot of sounds. But this was a new sound. And it like really startled him when he heard it. He said there's no roof access at his apartment. There's like no way to get up to the roof. So okay. there couldn't be anybody up there. Then he remembers this. Send you this. Stop staring at the door. It's creepy. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. So he remembers this. Oh, um, God, no. Is that like an attic? So basically, so it's like a small hatch and it's in the hallway outside of his front door above the stairs that lead up to his front door. So it, it basically, like you said, it looks like an attic door in the ceiling. Um, it's really, really high up. Like the stairs are directly under it. So we're talking probably 16 feet. So you can't reach it without a super tall ladder. Okay. Um, let me, I'm going to send you another picture. Not creepy. Don't panic. I'm, I'm glad you're giving me like some trigger warnings <laughs> with my text message. 
not not creepy don't panic (laughs) so this is um let's see this is where the hatch is compared to where the skylight is and the skylight the skylight is flush with the roof of the building so you can see so there's like you see there's like three feet of empty space right there between where the hatch is and the skylight is yeah so probably that's like empty attic space above his entire apartment okay that he cannot access unless he gets a really super tall ladder so he's gonna go get a really super tall now he's hearing like these really creepy ass sounds there's there's no way for him to get there unless he gets a tall ladder yes so or he could totally move (laughs) i mean we've been saying this for a hot minute but yes (laughs) like this guy i'm gonna go get i'm gonna go ahead and give you a spoiler that he does not move yeah i figured so here's my thing i just kind of want to be like hey bro can i shake your hand because you got like you've got to have like elephantitis of size balls right now because where's this going because i'm gonna tell you right now that i wouldn't do this shit (laughs) would not do this shit so let's see here is a picture no it's the same thing it's like the blueprint like thing but this time it's showing you like all the empty space above his apartment <laughs> that he can't access. Oh, okay. So you just added like okay. he just added empty space. Nothing scary. Okay. So he decides he's going to buy a 16 foot telescoping pole that he found on Amazon. So oh, that like he can see in there but not have to climb up there. Exactly. So that way he can use the pole to first of all push the hatch and see if it'll even open. And then if it opens to like kind of check it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the noises, they didn't let up, but the pole did not arrive before he left town for Thanksgiving because this is November. Okay. He leaves for Thanksgiving, comes back. He gets home the Friday after Thanksgiving, that night, Friday, November 24th. And the Amazon package is there and he's like, cool. It's here. Yes. I'll check out the hatch in the morning. Like I've just got home. It's night. I've been traveling, whatever. Well, later that night, he hears a huge crashing sound above him. He says it sounds like somebody dropped a bowling ball on the floor above him. Oh, dang. Dang. (laughs) So after about a minute, he hears another crash and then another and another. He says it was about 15 crashes back to back. Then there was a long silence. And then there was a small creaky sound from the hallway outside his door absolutely not so <laughs> he thought about grabbing his shoes and booking it but then he was like well then i have to go into the hallway where the creaky sound is and then i have to go under the hatch and hell to the no <laughs> hell to the no no <laughs> so there were no more sounds that he heard and he was like i must have fallen asleep like just listening waiting for sounds because the next thing i know i wake up and it's morning so he decides He's going to go get a bagel before he even thinks about messing with any of this shit. Oh, because, you know, <laughs> it's a bagel's a must. Okay? He needs he needs sustenance. Fuck this ghost shit. He wants a fucking bagel. If it's going to be my last meal. I- <laughs> <laughs> so he walks out into the hallway and he starts going down the stairs and then he hears a crunching sound under his foot. Okay. 
So he looks down and there's a bunch of just like dirt and debris and shit. And he looks up and he is directly under the hatch. Oh my God. So then he also, I'm going to send you a picture. It is a picture of the hatch. And he sees this. Can you see it? Mm-mm. So it's a little different from before. Kind of zoom in and you see kind of at the bottom. Wait, is that like a hole? Well, it wasn't there before. So he's like, what the fuck is that? There's like some kind of weird thing right there. Okay. Okay. So now he's like, fuck that bagel. I'm getting a telescope. We're going to find some shit out. Because what the hell is that? Go get the bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Just get the fucking bagel. (laughs) bagel. So instead of getting the bagel, he gets the pole. He decides, I'm going to set my phone up and record this shit in case some creepy-ass ghost child comes out and kills me. So there's proof. So he posts a video of this, and I watched it. Um, you see him set the phone up to where he can see. You see him walk down the stairs a little bit so that he can position himself under the hatch. And then you see the pole go up. And when he gets the hatch slightly open, mm-hmm. whatever that is, that object falls down. And it looks like the hatch door is, like, pushed back closed from above. So, like, hell no. Um, so, what fell down, you ask? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm saying <laughs> get the fuck out of there. <laughs> That's so, not the questions I'm asking, Crystal. <laughs> let me show you what fell down. Oh, God, please don't be like a body. No, it's not a body. It was tiny. It's a shoe! It's a creepy ass old child's leather shoe. Get out of your fucking apartment. So, like, like if that doesn't scream to leave. So then, what does he do? It's not leave. Clearly, <laughs> he calls his landlord, and he's like, "Come bring a big ass ladder over here, so we can investigate the space above the hatch." <laughs> landlord say hell to no 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 the landlord brought a ladder because <laughs> if i was the landlord I would, absolutely, I would absolutely sing that to him exactly like that. <laughs> so what do they find And he'd be like, I want my deposit back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You good? Oh, man. Go on. (laughs) So what does he find up there? So there's absolutely nothing up there at all. Except for a small green antique marble. Get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Like what the youths used to use back when they were playing with that, when they wore leather shoes on the daily. <laughs> like, no. So, fun fact, after he posted this about the hatch and what he found up there, um, some of his followers on Twitter, they had this theory that David could be an anonymous murder victim from 1921 known as Little Lord Font fauntleroy okay so this boy was estimated to be between the ages of five and seven years old 
He was found dead in a pond, and his cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. Aww. And that murder still unsolved to this day. Aww. Right. So that's your little sprinkle of true crime shit in the story. Like, some people are like, oh, this could be Dear David. Like, it's an unsolved case. Um, he decides that he's going to keep the shoe and the marble on his dresser. Oh, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's definitely a friend zone person. <laughs> 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 great friend zone. Oh, jeez. Bringing them ladies home to the apartment, they see a marble and a tiny little... <laughs> killered shoe or whatever of a little boy uh no i'm gonna <laughs> back out of here now nope nope <laughs> absolutely not well we'll so- see ya <laughs> <laughs> hail to the night no- <laughs> no- <laughs> so he doesn't update for a few weeks because nothing's nothing else has really happened after he found stuff um, he also, he posts, like, that's what he says. He's like, I haven't updated because nothing's really happened. Also, I've been, feel- he's, he was, like, feeling, like, generally crappy. Like, he did not feel good. And he was not sleeping well. He was feeling sick. Because he's got a marble and a <laughs> boy shoe on his dresser. Okay. So. Hurt, on, <laughs> now we're in December. Now you need an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. We're not there yet. So. Oh, God, that happens. On December 6th. Oh, my he- God. <laughs> no. no there's no exorcism an exorcism does not happen okay so <laughs> you're cracking me up so on december 6th he woke up startled and he said he felt like someone was watching him like in his sleep no so he ha- this happened a few nights in a row and it, like it kept happening over and over so he decided he was going to put this app on his phone that takes pictures every 60 seconds can you imagine how full your freaking camera roll would be after one night? <laughs> Man. Of taking a picture every 60 seconds. You gotta have that terabyte up on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he sets the phone up on the top of a bookcase in his room. So it's like way high up. It can see like the whole room. And he leaves a light on when he's sleeping so that the pictures won't be too dark to make out like anything like so you can see. So he goes through, let's see, he goes to sleep, and then he goes to the pictures the next morning. And there's like a million pictures of him just sleeping in the room. Like this. <laughs> did, you hear my, did you hear my husband almost having a heart attack? No, what happened? Oh, he was just coughing. It was just so oh. loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just sent you a picture. It's him just like sleeping in the room okay he's got a million pictures like that okay Mm -hmm. then he finds these so i'm going to send them to you one by one in chronological order and you can tell everyone what you see i'm so nervous (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's the first one it's just him sleeping all the time and then he sees this (gasps) oh Little little dented head boy sitting in the chair across the room, like clear as day. Clear as day, just sitting in the room, looking like, at. It him. literally looks like a child is sitting in the chair. Yes. Okay. So then here is 
the next oh my god one. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> happy <laughs> halloween here's the next one. <laughs> oh my god he's like fucking crawling up on that bed so he looks like he's slumped over almost like a fucking like creepy ass demon doll right it's um, like a it's like a child sized creepy ass demon doll slumped over in a chair basically is what well, it looks like. panic attack. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay. So the next picture after that one, he's gone. He's he's gone. And Adam's like, okay, that's fucking creepy, but okay. He scrolls through like 15 more pictures and there's nothing. So he's like, okay, that's it. Well then he sees this. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> Oh my god! What, what is it? Describe it. What is it? He's standing on the bed over his body. He is standing. David is standing on the bed. <laughs> okay. I hope you know that I'm literally deleting these out of my phone. Because- That's fine. Delete them. Delete them. I'm about to send you another one. Here's you're the next one. You're straight cursing my phone. <laughs> Here's the next. My this just been on my phone since yesterday. You're fine. I'm not fine. I got cats. <laughs> I do not have cats. Okay, here's the next one. <laughs> it's, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> it's basically the same thing, except that David looks like he's staring directly at the camera. At the camera. So he's standing over him as he's sleeping, but now he's looking straight at us. Oh my effing god, leave your apartment. Okay. Then after that, he disappears again, and the rest of the camera roll looks like it's just Adam alone in the room, sleeping on his bed until the very last picture. Oh my god, oh my god. Which is this. (gasps) (laughs) I could not wait for the guest. Oh my, I just peed a little. (laughs) (laughs) What do you see? Nobody knows what you see. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm trying not to like literally have a fucking heart attack. (laughs) This motherfucker is up in the camera. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like you see his fucking hair. (laughs) You do. You do. He has like crawled up the shelf. I'm assuming he was gone for a while because he was like army crawling on the floor to the bookshelf and crawling up the shelf. (sighs) (laughs) You know I'm putting Barney on after this. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm gonna watch the I love you. You love me. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Adam, I'm sorry. All right. Adam leaves for Christmas. He leaves for the holidays. I'm almost done. It's almost over. I know it's long. Um, this is the longest episode ever. We said it was a Halloween special. That does not tell you to leave your apartment. Then you is doomed. <laughs> you are doomed. <laughs> she was doomed. <laughs> Stop tweeting it and get the fuck out. <laughs> Burn it. Burn it to the ground. Catch it on fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> okay. All right. We good? 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Adam leaves for the Christmas holidays. And he like goes to Montana to visit family. Okay. A few weird things happen while he's gone that kind of make him think that David followed him. Oh God, no. So he keeps like it's just like like weird. So he keeps feeling like someone's watching him. Um, just little, like little stuff like that. And then he he thought he felt like someone was watching him outside of a window. He thought he saw something. He goes outside and he finds tiny child-sized shoe prints in the snow outside of that window. So he's like starting to think it's not his apartment that's haunted, it's him. Probably because he asked three fucking questions when you're only supposed to ask two. I ain't even asking one. (laughs) (laughs) I learned my ass lesson. Don't ask questions. My God. Moral of the story. Okay. Don't talk to tinted head boys. The entire time that he's gone, he feels sick. Um, He's not sleeping well. He's having nightmares. He gets back home. He's still feeling sick. He continues to use that picture-taking app, and he doesn't find anything in the pictures, and he starts to believe that David has figured out how to avoid the camera because he's still feeling like someone's watching him, like he doesn't think he's gone. He's like, oh, well, now he just knows there's a camera, and he's like mission impossible and that shit. He knows how to get around it. So <laughs> um, January 1st, he has another dream. This one ended differently than before so this time it's david david is hovering over him on the bed and like adam's laying there and he's like asleep in the bed okay Mm -hmm. suddenly he is he's laying there suddenly david plummets down onto adam's chest and adam feels this huge pressure pressed down on his chest he said that he woke up and he's like gassing for air and he felt like the wind had just been knocked out of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he looks at the camera roll through the pictures and he sees this. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> I I'm just, not looking at it. I just sent it to you. I can't look at it. <laughs> you, can't. Oh you looked at it. I looked at it. So it <laughs> what is it? Really like plopping down on him. Like, it looks like a fucking body just about, it's like still above him, but looks like it's like falling at a high speed, about to fall on him. Okay. So that's what he saw. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So after this, Adam started feeling better. He didn't feel sick anymore. He was sleeping much better. He didn't have weird feelings. Then he notices that his Twitter is getting blown up by people like sending him messages and they're telling him, like, dude, check out your Instagram story. What the hell's going on? David has like hacked your Instagram. Oh my God. 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 <laughs> He's like, what? So Adam had gone to brunch with a friend, as New Yorkers do. We know this. We we have a Michael. He he brunches Michael. all the time. Lost for him. Yes. And so <laughs> He went to brunch with a friend. He posted on his Instagram story, he posted a bunch of like cliche brunch pictures. You know them. Mimosas, a yeah. selfie with him and his friend, all that stuff. The little like chartreuse boards and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. So everyone's freaking out and tweeting at him and tell him to go look at his story. So he looks at his story and this is what he sees. So he's, 
he says when he posted this, it was just a normal selfie with him and his friend. What's wrong with his eye? Okay, what the hell? Like, it was a normal, normal, like, it's all discolored. His face is, like, just fucking weird. Okay. Like, like it looks weird as hell. Everybody's like, dude, what the hell? David's yeah. David's taking over your, your Insta story. Uh-huh. Um, he's like, I've been sleeping fine. I've had lots of energy during the day. But sometimes I seem to sort of, like, lose time, I guess. Oh, my God. He's in his body. He's like, so I'll look up at the clock and I'll realize a whole hour has gone by and I don't remember any of it. And, oh my God. And people are literally tweeting him like, dude, David is possessing you. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so are you good? Sis? <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy. Right. So February 3rd. So time's gone by. It's February 3rd now. Adam hadn't tweeted in a while. And then he just tweets everything is fine like that's it just those three words so it wasn't him tweeting that everyone's like okay that's super weird he, like he's been posting these long thread updates since august and now all of a sudden he has this dream about david plummeting into his chest and he starts feeling better and he tweets that like what the hell so a couple more random videos of his cats freaking at the door come up on his feed now the cats have not been doing this for a while okay mm -hmm. you can see that it's about the same time like it's around midnight it's the same time the cats used to freak out before but this time the camera angle is like super low to the ground so it's like either someone is sitting on the ground recording the cats or it's like the height of a small child like oh it's really God. weird there's no words or explanations that are posted with these videos. Like usually he like gives all this update or whatever. There's nothing. It's just the video. And then at the end of the video, the cat looks towards the camera and starts just meowing at the camera. Like what the hell? Okay. Then February 13, he posts, please don't worry about me. I'm okay. And everything will be like it was before. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, no. So his last update on this story was June 6th of 2018. And it was for everyone asking if I'm alive, I'm doing okay. It's been pretty quiet around here lately and I've been trying to focus on work. Of course, I'll keep you updated if anything strange happens, but for now I'm staying busy with drawing and other projects. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, then he made this announcement. He said, some Dear David news. Dan Lynn, producer of It!, will be producing a Dear David film with screenwriter Mike Van Wise, the writer of The Conjuring spinoff, The Crooked Man. Okay. So now a lot of people are thinking that this was just a very long, elaborate, like, trailer kind of thing for a new horror movie. But to this day, Adam, like, swears that this story is true. Like, he's like, no, like, this all oh, happened absolutely not a trailer <laughs> <laughs> like y'all can decide for yourself it's it's possible that he made it all up, but i feel like that's like a ton of elaborate work <laughs> to make up just for a movie promo right oh my god i'm i'm not gonna lie like i it's this has freaked me out <laughs> spook spook happy halloween <laughs> so that's it like super freaked out 
So yeah. So that's dear David. Spooky crazy. spooky. <laughs> Good so luck going to sleep tonight now. <laughs> I know, I know. I hope everybody enjoyed our Halloween special though. It was really fun. I liked it. I know. We gotta we're definitely gonna have to do more of this. Um we have kind of been throwing out the idea of possibly um maybe creating a Patreon. We, we haven't have. Decided. We haven't decided yet. We're kind of flinging it back and forth. I feel uh, like we're going to eventually do it. We just, we, we got to figure all that stuff out. As y'all know, we're super new to all this. But when we do get it figured out, we're definitely going to do like special like bonus stuff. Kind of like this, like longer, kind of more fun stuff. Yeah, this was definitely um, something I want to do again. It was so fun. Also, um because I had to cut out so many different stories. Mine weren't as good. Yours were <laughs> good though. They were still like, it's, it's good hearing about that creepy, like haunted shit. But mine were not as good. Like that was so a lot. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm definitely not getting on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Everybody was like, why is it taking you? My whole family was like, you've been like, you've, you've been looking at this for like ever. I'm like, no, like it's going to be worth it. I, I got to get all these pictures together. I got to get everything in order. Like I didn't realize before, because I'd heard it before, you know, I didn't realize it was so long and so much. I remember, I remember reading something about, like, the, the kid with the dented head and seeing that one cartoon picture. Mm-hmm. The very first picture I sent you. But I had never seen any of the other stuff, and I never knew, like, in detail about the story. Oh, that was really loud. That's my wine. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> I never knew, like, like in detail about the story or anything so it was like definitely fun to get my reaction because it was true I really was freaked out like I love true crime stuff but it's fun every now and then to kind of throw in like parent I, I, I like paranormal stuff so that was that was definitely fun to do do you hear my dog no what's he doing snoring <laughs> why does everybody snore around here I literally don't know like he's got a deviated septum <laughs> He's got asthma. That's my baby. <laughs> I know. He's got, uh, no, he's just like laying at the foot of the couch, like below me, like on the ground, you know? Yeah. He's laying on the, on the floor and <laughs> I think he's dreaming, but like he got super loud for a second. I was like, did you hear that? Cause he's like, oh. <laughs> really loud. that's hilarious. Well, I'm glad that he can sleep like a baby through that story. I know. I know. So anyways, right. that's what I'm saying though. We are we are talking about doing like a Patreon. We wanna we're throwing out ideas on what we want to do. Um I'm kind of like an expert when it comes to uh creating a website as well. So I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well I I mean I've had to create several websites. Um and I will We'll, we'll figure work- it out and we will let y'all know when it's well, figured out. Say, we're actually working on a website currently um, to be released. So you'll be, you'll be able to kind of like stay in tune with some of our specials that we are going to throw out there. Cause we do want to do this again. Yeah. It was like super fun. And it'll just be like a Halloween special. We want to do it, you know, again. Yeah. So, so yeah. Follow us on all the stuff. And you can keep up to date when we release all that. There you go. Follow yeah. our facey space and our instagram not our twitter because we ain't doing that shit we're not doing no twitter <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i have a twitter and i'll 
I'll lose the five followers. I don't care. <laughs> You're about to delete that shit. <laughs> I'm deleting that app up off my phone right now. Oh my now. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I never get on it anyways. I don't either. I literally except to, except for the research dear david <laughs> absolutely not i'm definitely not looking up mr moby underscore <laughs> moby underscore dickhead i have to delete a lot of pictures from my phone right now <laughs> he is possessed oh maybe i shouldn't delete all of them we should probably post something on our instagram i don't know oh, yeah absolutely um <laughs> i have i have a couple of pictures that I'll post to as well from some of my little segments and stuff too. So cool, cool, cool. Um, of right. course, this, this won't be released. None of it will be released until um, Halloween, though. Well, it's Halloween now, y'all. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! This is Halloween. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Awkward time. Okay. Awkward time. All right. Bye. Bye.